What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is May 3rd, 2021. You are listening to The Scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade Ryan K. How you doing, my man? Doing all right, man. Uh, just got back from hanging out with my boy Zach uh, for a few days. Um, you know, we watched the draft, which coincidentally will be the main focal point of our our show today um but we so last year we uh you know we watched the draft together and uh we decided to run that back this year just because uh zach and i are probably like you know because i spend i always spend a good amount of time during the draft talking to you mm-hmm. i'll i usually always talk to cody can some during it uh zach was always my other guy though that like i spent yeah. like an inordinate amount of time talking to on the draft so yeah we started just being like yeah man we don't really see each other all that much so let's just get an excuse to goon yeah you know so sure enough that's just kind of what happened with it and uh it's always a fun time you know you get to see your homie you don't get to see all the time so definitely i like this is the one that's married right yeah yeah he's one of the few actually i have a few friends that are married but uh he he's married his wife his lovely lovely wife Paige they're they're fucking great people dude does he listen to this show fuck no oh like he's he's just dude he's just busy as hell I do dog he don't really fuck with podcasts like that I bet he doesn't yeah no he just he just does not like he over here just like on Twitter just doom scrolling getting dank memes yeah that's just kind of his swag playing MLB the show hmm. like so uh, you know. He, uh, you know, he came through, uh, my boy, my boy Dan Cown, uh, came through, uh, he, he recently joined the military, so we were able to see him for a minute, uh, so that was cool, he, he swung by after, yeah. uh, like on Sunday, so we were able to fuck around, we watched the new Mortal Kombat movie, mm-hmm. uh, that was fun, 
So like I said, we we had a good time. You know, it was, yeah. it was chill as fuck. So. Most definitely, I still need to watch that movie, which is crazy because I had all weekend to do so. I just decided not to. <laughs> yeah, hey, dude, it happens. It happens. I decided not to. I like, you know, I might, I might, nah, I might do it this this Saturday. Who knows? Who knows? But we have a great show for you guys today. You know, we got your questions coming in. We're gonna be giving our grades, like for the draft. Aaron Rodgers, as usual, hijacked the draft weekend by letting it be known that he wants out of Green Bay. But that's no shocker here. We're gonna get into that later. But first, I said we're gonna give our draft grades. The arcade usually, uh, I use like the arcade grade uh, one through fifteen because I s- assume that would be easier. I like the uh, the easiest. I like I usually like to do sixteen through thirty two because I feel like that's a little bit more challenging and you have to do a little bit more of your research. So I like number one. I like which was a no fucking brainer. I mean, dude. Okay, so with the first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So in a shocking move that no one saw coming at all, not even a little bit, they took uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's an A plus. He's the best quarterback available. They needed a quarterback. Yes, as much of a fucking layup as there is. Yeah, I like it was probably one of the easiest decisions in the draft to make. Yeah, I mean it was. I like is it, it, it was the obvious choice. It was the easiest choice. There was no. There was literally no... Um, the motherfucker literally has had Jacksonville's playbook for the last three weeks. Yeah. Like, it's the worst-kept secret in the fucking NFL. He I like, he's, already, he's already de- donated the charities in Jacksonville. That's what I'm saying. He pledged, like, 20K to a charity. and de- Like, there, this was the worst-kept secret yeah. that he was going there. So, again, like, they lit up the fucking one of the bridges purple and orange a few night like a night or so before the draft yeah like what the fuck like you know again worst kept secret in the world yeah most that. definitely so, oh, so i give it an a plus too um so so next pick uh your new york jets took zach wilson uh for me this is an a minus and it's only an A minus because I like Justin Fields more as a player than Zach Wilson. Yeah. But the fit is better mm-hmm. in terms of scheme. So I understand why y'all did it. And mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, look at the Jets just <laughs> shitting the bed. No, it's like, dude, this motherfucker literally ran the same offense that Salah is installing. It made a ton of sense. The guy's got a stupid big arm. There's a lot to be excited about. He's very athletic. Like, there's a lot to be excited about there. If you're a Jets fan, you should feel fucking big good about yeah. Zach Wilson. I know I do. I, like, it's just the media doesn't. But then again, it's, just, it's because we picked him. If anybody else would have picked him, they would have been like, dude, this is like the steal of the draft. But that's just us. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of what they got going on there. So, uh, so number 3, which was a surprise of the draft to a lot of people. So, yeah, uh they took uh, the the 49ers took uh, Trey Lance. Uh I thought that they were going to be taking McCorkle Jones. Uh <laughs> I only refer to McCorkle Jones as McCorkle Jones now <laughs> because I found that out and that's hilarious. Wait to me. a minute, that's his fucking name? Yeah, Mac Jones. Hell yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, McCorkle. <laughs> Yeah, so just on the uh, fact uh, that the 49ers didn't draft a motherfucker named McCorkle, that's A+. Plus. Look, <laughs> hold on, I like, a side note, I like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be racist here, but that's like the whitest name. Oh, it's had. bad. Oh, it's bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's bad. Um, so they took Trey Lance, um, which this fringes on being an A-plus for me in some regards. 
solely because they had all these motherfuckers convinced they were taking McCorkle Jones. Yeah. And they didn't. And two, I'm going to give this an A, though. Because, you know, they did have to give up a lot to trade up for him. Yeah. But the thing is, Kyle Shanahan having a quarterback that is this mobile. And this, like, and that has a cannon for And that arm. has that strong of an arm. I like, he, he, he's one of, he's an NBA's unknown. The, the NBA, uh, not NBA, the NFL is unknown. The reason I'm giving it an A just for the mere fact, he the, the kid doesn't have to play right away. Right. You still have Jimmy Garoppolo there. And I think out of all the quarterbacks, he was the one that needed to sit. Him right. and Mac Jones. Right. Like, needed to sit, uh, like, for at least, like, a, uh, like a year or so. So, the mere fact, unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, because we know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But if Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy, and he can learn from him. I like, you know, because they can move off Jimmy Garoppolo next year. This does wonders for Trey Lance because, like, that team is already kind of big good. So, he has, yeah. so, like, once Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, he's in the best position to succeed and win right away. Right. No, he's in, he's in, Trey Lance stepped into the absolute best fucking position to succeed. And the idea of Kyle Shanahan having that guy that and designing fucking run plays RPOs with that guy oh my god that's a f- the league could be in hell yeah. real soon with that so um so the next pick we have is we have the uh Atlanta Falcons taking Kyle Pitts so before I give my grade for this um let me say that Kyle Pitts is a fucking freak of nature. Yeah. He is an absolute monster of an athlete. He is arguably the most talented non-quarterback in this draft. Yeah. Um, He's a freak of nature. I love him as a player. The Atlanta Falcons were kind of in a bad spot, though. Because the best thing for them to have done would have probably been to trade, trade back. back. But but from the reports I'm hearing is they didn't want to trade back. Yeah, because they they wanted Kyle Pitts because I think it gives them flexibility with trading Julio Jones. Like that's actually an option now. They picked up Calvin Ridley's fifth year. Yeah. Um. But it's just when you have the terrible defense that they had because they have a they have a god awful one. It's nightmarishly bad. Yeah. Their right. offensive line isn't very good. You they had, had a lot of problems. You had other needs outside of a tight end. I like, you know, and yeah. and Kyle Pitts made history because he's the highest tight end ever taken. And before that was Vernon Davis at six. So, like, that's a lot to live up to because normally teams aren't taking a tight end that high. Because you got to think, like, the best tight ends in the league are, like, guys that are taken in the second round. Uh, second, uh, Travis Kelsey was, like, a, a third-round pick. I like George Kittle was in the second round. Rob Gronkowski was, like, in the second or third round. So, you can still fi- find top-notch uh, tight ends. Antonio Gates was, like, in the third, second or third round. I think Antonio Gates might have went on. I don't know, but he wasn't in the first round. He wasn't highly touted. So, yeah. like, you know, you can get tight ends like, you know, a dime a dozen. And I feel like they could have addressed a premium position, mm-hmm. you know, to help Matt Ryan considering the fact he wasn't drafting a quarterback. Yeah. I like, you know, on that offensive line. I like the defense. I like, you know, you might – I mean, but if you're keeping Matt Ryan, who's a statue, like O line is most right. certainly a priority. So, so and Kyle Pitts, from what I heard, like you know, he's not the best of blockers because Kyle, he's a flex. Yeah, he's a flex tight end. Kyle Pitts is an A plus player. This pick is like a 
B. Though. Yeah, this is a B minus for me. Yeah, like it's just like they oh, had a lot of other needs, and they didn't have the luxury to get a tight end. No, they didn't. I like you know Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame, like you know what I'm saying quarterback. You could have found yourself a talented tight end. There were there were plenty in this draft. Yep. You know so. So uh, with the fifth overall pick, the uh, Bengals took Jamar Chase. I'm literally going to say almost the exact same thing that I just said about Kyle Pitts. Jamar Chase is a fucking stud. He is a freak of fucking nature. He's awesome. How the fuck do you look at Joe Burrow's knee and go, nah, man, fuck it. We're taking Jamar Chase when we already have Boyd and Higgins. How do you do this? Like, again, Jamar Chase is going to be a fucking cheat code. This team is... If Joe Burrow has half a second to throw the fucking ball, it's going to be fucking hilarious because T. Higgins is great, Boyd is fucking good, and Chase is fucking great, and Chase and him already have fucking chemistry. Yeah. However, how do you look at that massive fucking scar Joe Burrow has on his knees and go, you know what? Fuck it. More receiving help. Yeah, like, fuck you. Like now they did a pretty good job getting Jackson Carmen. I like, but... dude, I give this a B minus because it should have been Penesul. Yeah. No, like no, 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 like and like you know at once because at first it was a fucking C, yeah. but I let it simmer down for a minute because they did get a uh, they did get a tackle like you know like in the second round, but you could you had a chance to get the tackle, like you know in like in the draft, and it's not like. You, yeah, you had a chance to get one of the uh, one of the premier tackles in Rashawn Slater or Penny Sewell. It's not like you know somebody else got them and it was out of your hands. At that point, fuck it, get Jamar Chase. But them motherfuckers were there, and you chose not to do it. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, the, that's the first thing. Like you know, like your left tackle is your quarterback's best friend, mm-hmm. and off and more than likely your best uh, like you know offensive lineman. And the mere fact that you neglected that, like, well, I wouldn't even say you neglected it, but the mere fact, like. Come on, man. Because like I, I said, I, Jackson Carmen was a solid get for them, but but so I guess they just believe more in Riley Reef than they fucking should. I'll say that because they signed Riley Reef this all season. He's like thirty three from us. We let him walk for a fucking reason. They and they have a tackle over on the right side that they like a lot, mm-hmm. but he just hasn't been able to be healthy. So I guess they're like, fuck it, we'll take Carmen and just put him in at guard with the option to flex out to tackle. I don't know, man. Again, I give this a B, because, and that's more out of respect for the Jamar, fucking Jamar players. Chase. That's just how much I respect Jamar Chase. Cause, yeah, because he even without like him holding out, I, I, even with him like you know opting out, I was telling everybody, I don't care what people say about Devontae Smith. He's not better than Jamar Jamar Chase. Nah, I like you know, and not, I like Devontae, Smith. and I like Devontae Smith a lot, but he's not better than Jamar Chase. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like no, I like, but I would give this a B, just like just a plain old B because it should have been Penasol. Yeah, I like you know, I was shocked. I like you know, I like, and I wouldn't even. Yeah, I was shocked just because I've heard the rumblings, Ryan. I heard the rumblings saying Jamar Chase might be a uh, might be an option. I didn't think these motherfuckers would be dumb enough to uh, like you know saying to not address that. Right. I like so whenever because I would like to think these guys know more than we do. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, they pay them millions of dollars to know more than we do. So while we fucking argent our armchair GM. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, with the sixth pick, uh, we have Jalen Waddle to Alabama. Um, so, 
I don't like this as much as I would have liked Devontae Smith here. Yeah. That being said, I like I like Waddle. Waddle fast as fuck, and he's awesome. Um, you had you got Tua back with Waddle. That's that's great. Chemistry's already there. Mm-hmm. Cool shit. And that's what this team needed to do is pair a guy with um, Parker. Yeah. You know. So they need to. Get, I give this like a like a solid B just for the mere mm-hmm. fact. You know, Waddle's going to make a lot of his uh, money in space and yards after catch, which the Dolphins weren't really good at last yeah, year. Yeah, I agree yards with that. After catch. I agree. I like on Waddle's. If he can stay healthy, it's going to help them tremendously with that. And him being paired up with Tua doesn't doesn't hurt. No. So yeah, I give this like a I give this like a B or a B plus. Um, so with the seventh pick, you have uh, Panay Sewell to the Lions. That's a fucking A plus. Penesul should not have fucking been there. No, at seven at all. There's no reason for at him bidding there. But that's an A plus plus. Yeah, that's for, ridiculous. For for me, Ryan, it's an A plus plus because the Lions' offensive line was kind of already straight. It was already pretty good. It's all a lot better now, and Penesul fits what the new coach wants to do because they have Jared Goff, and I think they're going to be like very run heavy. Yeah, and Penesul would help with that a lot. Not like yeah. not like with that smash mouth. Like you, you got the best tackle. The best tackle in the draft fell to you yeah a plus plus yeah there was no reason for him to have been there at seven because I, I really don't think like you know what i'm saying he was supposed to he was supposed to be there no i didn't think I, I didn't even think there was on their radar no because dude there because, was because the thing was if they didn't draft him the panthers would have yeah absolutely um so you had um like i said you had the falcons and you had the Bengals. hell some rumblings had the fucking dolphins taking mm-hmm. him so all that's how good he was that four through six could yeah. have taken him. And none of them did. And the Panthers, I mean, the Lions are over here shitting themselves. Yeah. Like, thank God. So easy money for them. So, like I said, that's an A+. Plus. That's easy money. Um, with the eighth overall pick, um, you have the Panthers selecting J.C. Horn. Now, so once again, context is everything. Yes. Um, and context is everything for how I give my grades. Um, so, you are the Carolina Panthers. You have a new regime in place. You have a situation where you have a defense that you're attempting to rebuild. Mm -hmm. But you also are attempting to build excitement for your franchise. And you have your owner of your team screaming about how he's tired of not having a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And when it come down to it, there were two picks that they were going to take here. J.C. Horn or Justin Fields. Now, let me say that I don't think J.C. Horn is better than Patrick Sertan, personally. No. And that's not because I'm a Clemson fan or anything. That's just because I just don't think that J.C. Horn is better than Patrick Sertan. Yeah. I watched J.C. Horn. He's very good if a little handsy and prone to getting penalties. Yeah. That's what I don't love about his game. But, hey, guy's very talented. That is a position that they needed to address for sure. Mm-hmm. You could have drafted Justin Fields straight up here, though. And you're a team that actually... Now, granted, clearly you guys bought in to the... Uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold experiment. Because that's what that tells me. Well, and then you picked up his fifth option literally the following morning. All right, Ryan, you gave this a C? 
I give this like a C or a C minus. I give this. And it's nothing to do with the player, it's to do with the context. Well, for me, I like I give And this, and you didn't take Patrick Sertan. Yeah, I like yeah, you didn't for me you like, you know, it's a C minus because not only did you not take Patrick Sertan, you didn't take Rashawn Slater because y'all they don't have a left tackle. Yeah, they don't do that that I agree with that as well. I like if that's you know, a like, great point. Like if like if set of if you're going all in on Sam Darnold, hell, even if you weren't like the quarterback of the future is gonna need a left tackle and outside of Pinay Sewell like Rashawn Slater was the next best one available and they totally whiffed on that well with JC Horn especially with a court with a draft that was cornerback uh, corner that was deep in cornerback actually so I, like, actually I didn't like this cornerback class personally me personally it was very top heavy and it was Sertan Horn 50 feet of crap Farley Another fifty feet of crap. I don't know about all that because well, we, Gre- actually, I like I fuck with Greg Newsome. There, there's some guys. That's because like, the thing is, like you know, the corners that we got, like you know, they're they're more like football players and they can do a bunch of different things instead of just if you're talking about just just like a pure corner that just does one thing. Right. You're right. Yeah, uh, that but, is, yes. but but as far as like you know having good football players, they can do a lot of different things. Trust me, I know. We drafted about four straight. Yeah, well, and the uh, other, so uh, like and the other thing too is scheme wise, Sertan yeah. would have fit their scheme more than Horn. Yeah, I d- I didn't really. Yeah, so for me, it's a C. I like, but it's for totally different reasons because they didn't draft Slater. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so number nine. So we have Pat Sertan going to the Broncos. Um. So once again, context is everything. So. Here's the thing. So, I just excoriated the Panthers for not taking fields. Here's why I'm not going to excoriate the Broncos quite as much. Because they're the team that was, that day, they were the team most connected to the Aaron Rodgers rumors that we're going to get into later. Um, There were a ton of people tweeting out that Denver to, Aaron Rodgers to Denver is the most done deal of the people on the table. So, when the Broncos selected Patrick Sertan instead of Justin Fields here, that told me that they really think that they're the team that's going to end up with Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's what that told me personally. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, if history has shown, shown us, they're not good at developing quarterbacks. They haven't been since Mike Shanahan left. So, all I... So if, you, so, if you operate under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, going to Denver... This is like an A minus. Yeah. Uh, if you operate not on that assumption, then it's probably a C as well, mm-hmm. because you could have taken Justin Fields and you're fucking stupid. Yeah. So it really just depends. Con like, but this then draft again, grade but will. Then, but then again, I've also heard rumors that he, they weren't as high on Justin Fields, Fields as everybody thought they were. Yeah. So if that's a thing, I like you know, if they're not as high on high on them as like you know they thought, then I have to kind of give them a pass on that because if that's if you don't like the kid, you just don't like right. the kid. I like you know, it doesn't matter what they do. So right. So if like if that if those rumors are true, I like I'm not going to give them too much of a, like you know uh, I'm not scoring too much, but I like the pick. I give it a B. Yeah. I like what a pass heavy uh, league. You, you can never have too many. Quarters. That is true. I mean, and you're in the same fucking division as Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. My so. God. So yeah. Um, so like I said, context decides that. For I like, me. and really, I like. No, I, I take that back. I give this a minus because that's Patrick Sertan is who. Like you, for first of all, you get the you get Patrick Sertan. That means the Cowboys don't get him, and this is the person that the Pat, uh, that the Panthers should have got. Right. And, and you know what I'm saying Vic Fangio with defense and all that stuff, and you're in a you're in a uh, you're in division with Patrick Mahomes. Like this made all the sense in the world to me if they weren't going to go Justin Fields, who they weren't high on in the first place. Right. So, um, I, so I give this an A minus. 
So, uh, 10th pick, you have Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. Uh, they traded with the Cowboys. Uh, two spaces up. Um, this is an A for me uh, because Devontae Smith might be the best receiver in this class. I think it's Jamar Chase, but he might be. Um, people can talk about his weight. Whatever, dude. He's the same size Marvin Harrison was. And I don't think anybody's over here fucking crying about the kind of production Marvin Harrison had. Yeah. Uh, the motherfucker is always open. Always open. Always. He runs the best fucking routes out of anybody in the fucking draft. He's got great fucking hands. He's a stud. Yeah. Um, easy. Like, that's easy. Easy, easy. Yeah. That's like it's easy because Jalen Hurts, if you're going to be all in on Jalen Hurts and if you're trying to see what he can mm-hmm. do this year, mm-hmm. you need to uh, give him as many weapons and get weapons that he can to succeed. Yeah, exactly. So, so I give this an A2. Um, with the 11th overall pick. Something that you hate. Oh, boy, I hate this. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, the Chicago Bears traded up with the New York Giants to draft Justin Fields. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. I was furious when that happened. Uh, so that's how you know it was good for the Bears. Uh, <laughs> I give this an A+. This is fucking ridiculous. He shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Y'all shouldn't have. The Bears shouldn't have had a chance at, Jam- at, at Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. The fact that they did is fucking crazy to me. Um, I like and shout out to them for like you know for beating the Vikings to the punch because there was a uh, yeah there, there was were, you you mm-hmm. told me like yep. off, off the air that like yeah. Rick Spielman was on the phone like crazy and Rick Spielman was on the phone like crazy for two players Rashawn Slater and Justin Fields yeah so if we were gonna trade up and we and we tried we called a fuck ton of people and Spielman was very open about that yeah we tried to call for we tried to call a bunch of teams and try to make a deal happen to trade up. Um, it just didn't happen. So, and again, those two players were Rashawn Slater and Justin Fields. And so, you know, and you you telling me you trading up, and you you trading up to take a tackle, or you trading up to take Justin fucking Fields, who we were in love with. Yeah, we were going to take Justin Fields. Yeah. So yeah. So that's devastating for me personally. And now I got to see this motherfucker twice a year when he that's a bad dude. That is a bad dude. All right, let's hope that Matt Nagy and crew take care of him because, like, that defense is still a Super Bowl caliber defense. Hell yeah, so, he's like, in a good situation. I'll, if that offensive line, they had a good draft, anyways, yeah. man. They got they got that tackle from Oklahoma State, yeah. uh, Jenkins. Um, that they had a good fucking draft, man. All right, and Eddie Jackson was super hype. Well, like, you see the tweet? Yeah, he says about time we got a quarterback up in here. <laughs> yeah, man, he was hype as fuck as he should be. I like, and I think like Bears fans, like you know, Bears I, fans have a reason to be excited. Yeah, because this kid's gonna have a chip on his shoulder once mm-hmm. again. Like you know, people like, fourth put, quarterback taking this motherfucker. Yeah. I'd be mad as a fuck about that. No, I, yeah, me? yeah, this kid's gonna come in to work and just like how he is. I remember they had like the uh, he was talking about how there was like a there was like a camp that him and Trevor went to, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, like. You, uh, so I guess I kind of put a lot of people off just because of how the way I was. Because I wasn't there to make friends. I was there to make plays and like you know and do and handle business. Yeah, that, and, that's the type of kid he is. Yeah, and the other thing too, like, so he th- this ain't new for him. Yeah, fucking Kirby Smart was choosing to start Jake Fromm over him. Over him, he leaves, puts the fuck puts college football on fucking notice. Yeah, um, then naturally you know this year. 
you know, Ohio State don't play as much. Yeah. He has a little bit of a rough outing against Northwestern. Then he comes back, beats the dog shit out of Clemson after losing to Clemson. Yeah. After having a sore knee or whatever. So, again, he's a, you know, like I said, he he's definitely got some shit to prove. You know? So, like I said, he's he's gonna ball the fuck out. Like, yeah, that's like, a nasty motherfucker. Yeah, I like he has a lot. He has a lot to prove, and he's in a good situation too with that nasty defense. I like he's not going to be asked to do a whole lot. So, number twelve, Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State to the Dallas Cowboys. I give that. I give that. Uh, I give that a fall, solid A. I give that an A plus. I like we were talking about. I do Dallas. Let Dallas always be crushing it, man. I'm like I, they they low key had like had a good draft just like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Like as I was telling you, because like you was kind of apprehensive. All I do, is Sean Lee I retired. Had for, I had forgotten that Sean Lee retired and they weren't picking up Leighton Vander Esch's. Yeah. Like, so it made touch after after I was reminded of that. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. Like that fucking makes perfect like, sense. Like and Sertan was off the board. This yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Well, that's why and that's why like people were like, why the fuck would the Cowboys do business with the Eagles? Well, because. They knew that they were gonna have a crack at, like, they were gonna have a crack at Parsons probably, yeah. regardless. And they they were gonna have a, yeah, because once their tan got off the board, then that's when they were willing to do business. Exactly. So they were like, "Fuck it, none of the teams behind us are gonna fucking take Sertan, and you know, I mean, are gonna take Parsons rather." So yeah. that was easy for them, easy money. Yeah, um, easy money. I like I like to pick a lot. Because like you know, but I like a lot of teams that have Michael Parsons probably a top ten player in this draft. So the mere fact that he fell to them and they traded back and got picks and they still got their guy, I like you know. So even though they really did want a Sertan, if they couldn't get Sertan, this was this was one A. Right. This is one A. You know, I love it. So uh, all right. So thirteenth overall pick, San Diego Chargers got Rashawn Slater. This is an A plus. They didn't have to move. They didn't have to do shit. Nothing. They didn't have to do a goddamn thing, thing, and they got the second best. Tackle. They got the second best tackle in this draft, who some people had as the best tackle in this draft. draft. Um, Slater's a fucking freak, and he's really, really strong. Yeah, like he's big and he's strong. The only concerns about him is his arms are a little short. But I'm gonna tell you something. I don't think I would give too much of a fuck about that if it were me. I like if you can protect the quarterback. I don't care how long or short your arms are. Yeah, I like you got to protect Justin Herbert. I like at all costs. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have to move up, which is crazy because this should have been the pick. The Carolina Panthers should have taken. Yeah, I like I like Rashawn Slater should not have been there for them. No, no. So, there's this, a, so this is an A plus plus. We were trying to trade up for this motherfucker and failed. That he was one of the two. Yeah, that we were trying to trade up for, and um, we failed. Like and him. they just got to sit on their asses and draft him. Yeah, I like to protect the quarterback. That's Easy. the number one priority. Easy. Um, number 14, Elijah Vera Tucker, guard USC. The RK gives this. I give this an A. Uh, you, the fucking the Jets traded with us. We traded back once we realized, fuck, Justin Fields isn't there. Fuck, Rashawn Slater isn't there. Fuck. So we just, <laughs> we, traded, we just traded back. We traded back and we we're like, fuck it. We'll trade back nine spots. Hope the guy that we're now like staring at, Christian Darisaw, would be there. Um, that was our big thing. We, um, you know, we trade with y'all. Vera Tucker's a fucking slam dunk. This guy played tackle. He was good at that. This guy's the best guard in the draft, probably. He's a stud. Um, 
you have the Jets in ter- in terms of fits. Yeah. Um, because some draft boards had us taking Vera Tucker. I like. Yeah. I thought you guys were going to talk because we were but, talking. Yeah, like, we yeah. Made we the were trade. actually texting during that, and then y'all traded with us. And you were like, "Never mind, LOL, we're taking him." Take <laughs> and I was like, "Yep." And I was like, "I love that for y'all because the thing is, y'all have an elite tackle, but y'all's guard play is was, was was whack. Whereas we have one good guard and one good tackle, and they're both on the right side of the line. Yeah. So it was like, well, shit, we need a tackle more than we need a guard. Yeah. And this guard draft was pretty deep. Yeah. So we were like, eh, fuck it. We're hoping to get Darisol. Y'all can y'all can have that. Yeah, so, in the mere fact, like, people were saying, like, we gave up two third rounders. Like, and one of those third rounders wasn't even ours. So, like, was it was Seattle's. Seattle's. Yeah. So, like, you know, we get, like if you're telling me I can switch from 23 for the pick that, pick that wasn't ours either, it was Seattle's. So basically we gave up. One of our seconds, a two of Seattle's pit to get Vera Tucker. Give me that all day long. I saw the left side of our line is solidified for hopefully the next 10 years. And it's all about getting help for the young quarterback, Zach Wilson. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that, that's, that's all that's y'all, about. y'all already are trying to put him in a better situation than Sam Darnold ever had. Yeah. You have Mekhi Becton, and then you have an elite guard with Vera Tucker. That's more offensive line help than Darnold ever, ever had. had. Right there. Already, so I give this an A plus plus, and it's not even because like I'm a homer, but you know that's a great pick for y'all. I was I was a big fan of that. And then finally, uh, for my half of the draft, fifteenth uh, overall, Mackerel Jones. The the no McCorkle Jones. McCorkle. <laughs> yeah, I I I ain't call. I, listen, you ain't never gonna hear me refer to Mac Jones as Mac Jones hardly McCorkle. ever. <laughs> this is McCorkle Jones. Now if he if he out here. Doing MVP shit. All right, I'll call, yeah, him, I'll call him Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. But no, until that, McCorkle. <laughs> so, uh, cause fuck him. <laughs> like, so uh, this man out here get drafted by the Patriots. Man, I'll tell you one of the things that pissed me off about the Fields thing when he was falling. I was sitting there, I was like, the Patriots are gonna just have this motherfucker fall in their lap. You gotta be shitting me. That Justin feels about to fall in their lap, but then Mac Jones did, and this is a Patriots pick. It makes a ton of sense. I give it a B plus just because I don't really fuck with McCorkle Jones like that. I so I give it a B just because, like, dude, like, like it's but gonna. They be, needed a quarterback. They man. needed. They needed a quarterback. I like. You know, it's gonna be an easy transition for him because if he can deal with Nick Saban, he can sure as hell deal with Bill Belichick. They're the exact same person. Yeah. I like and I like, there's like a clip with um. When he was getting drafted, like, you know, he hugs Roger Goodell. He's like, this is exactly where I wanted to be. <laughs> Roger Goodell's like, don't tell nobody. They just started laughing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, this is exactly where he wanted to be. Like, it should be it should be a seamless transition for him. Now, like, he, he got some comparisons to Tom Brady just because, like, you know, like, you know, how he was and, like, just just the intangibles and all that. I, I wouldn't say all that, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I, like, there's no way they're going to get two, uh, two goats. Like, no, you know, that, like, no, listen, they're, they're over here just an athletic, an unathletic, accurate white pocket passer. I mean, of course, the fucking comparisons to Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, because, like, that's just what it is. So, you know, gets rid of the ball quick. But, again... We'll see how he is when he doesn't have an NFL offensive line in college and NFL receivers 
you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when the standard of competition is equivalent. Yeah, but the thing is, Bill Belichick will get – if he's not going to give you anything, he's going to give you an offensive line. He spent a lot of money on free agency. Hell, yeah, he did. So, like, there, there are some pieces. Like, if Cam Newton doesn't work out, there's some shit for him to work with. Absolutely. He's Like, if he somehow get uh, beats Cam Newton in camp, he's he, gonna, won't. he probably won't. But, like, he's going to have more to work with. I'm just saying, hypothetically, he's going to have more to work with than what Cam Newton did last year. And oh, Cam, yeah, for Cam sure. Newton won six games. Yeah. Last year, I like they probably could have won more if Cam didn't have COVID. So right. I like you know, like he, like he he's another interesting one. I like I don't think he should play right away. No, nah. but but after like a year or so after the Cam Newton experiment is over, I like ne- uh I like year two. I like maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see. So coming up next, I like a quarterback that stole headlines like over draft weekend. Aaron Rodgers wants out of out of Green Bay, and like you can't see it, but the arcade is happy as fuck. We're gonna get into that next on the, on the scoreboard on Anchor. Oh hi, do mother owe you money? Have you been in an accident? Let me represent you here at Dashy and Dashy. We promise to get you cashy in a flashy. What? Oh, the tech. I'm leaving this shit on. You know how much this shit costs? I'm taking this shit right back after this commercial. I know what you're thinking. Dashy, how do I know you are the right lawyer for me? Don't listen to me. Listen to my satisfied clientele. Dashy got me $1.6 billion on my malpractice. He even threw in some duct tape, a bag of Skittles, and this free rush card. Not to mention the boy cute as hell. Hey, boo. Uh, Dashie got me $66 million for my accident. God damn, he look like you ain't never recover. Lady! Dashie got me $200 and an iPad for my slip and fall accident. I, I mean, the iPad was used, but... Anyway, um, here is another one of my satisfied clientele. Yo, the homie Dashie got me $3.3 jillion on my lawsuit. Still not satisfied? Maybe one of my celebrity friends could change your mind. Yo, it's your boy Hover, and you know Dashie helped me get all that cake, 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 cake. <laughs> he the only reason I could make Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> How you think I got Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yep. <laughs> your boy. Thank you, Dashie. Hove. You can sue mother for damn near anything nowadays, including slip and fall, car accident, he stole my girl, or she stole my man, got caught cheating, but I still want to sue though. That mother ate my lunch and it had my name on it too. Borrowed my Super Nintendo back in the day and still ain't returned it yet. Didn't follow me on Twitter. Didn't double tap my pics on Instagram and many more. Haven't been in an accident? That's okay. Hit us up. Let us know where you gonna be at and what time. We'll show up and make sure you get into one. Sure, you gonna be in a lot of pain, but hey, money heals all wounds. Need money right now? I'm talking about right, right, right now. Look, if your ass can't wait, call 555-7768, bitch. Dashie is not really a lawyer. Do not trust this motherfucker. He will take your chick and all your money. How do I know? Because the motherfucker did it to me, and I thought we were boys. That's fucked up. Oh! Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your white ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. Tequila, more beer, more vodka, more 
mine went straight to DVD just like yours. <laughs> but it was lit, baby! What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by Nobody. Because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we will focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and The Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's the quote of the week. The Arcade has a uh, quote that's relevant to the topic, but I don't because, you know, I like the dick jokes and all that other shit. And this is this is no different. My quote of the week goes to my man, Bobby. And he quote, he quote, uh, it was on Facebook. He quote, uh, status like a, uh, he quoted like a status on Facebook. And this girl asked, can men fall in love with a woman before he have sex with her? And he says, hell no, nah, not me. I got to poke before my heart float. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I ain't mad about that. Um, so, um, my quote of the week goes to, uh, this guy, uh, let's see, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, Vikings fan, and he tweeted, he tweeted this out, um, his at is not Huberto, um, it was funny as shit, uh, the day that he tweeted this out, I remember, uh, his, he had his name as Fields to the Vikings, <laughs> which obviously he had to change that shit, but, um, but yeah, his ass not Huberto, and he went. Rogers won't even talk to his mom, and the Packers think they're gonna win a standoff with him. LMFAO. Yeah, <laughs> that is facts. So yeah, yeah. So there it is. I like, and that sets the stage. I like, you know, right. I like it before you go off. I like, let me go off first. Green Bay, you fucked up, and like, and let me tell you why you fucked up. Okay, let me just, let me holler at y'all right quick. Just for a second, just for a second. Pause. What the fuck was y'all doing thinking about drafting Jordan Love last year anyway? Didn't we get the, didn't we give that like a Super D for Dick or a Super Thanos F last year? I'm yeah. pretty sure we did. No, you yeah, we shit on that hard. We shit it on that hard. This, not only, and not only did we shit it on it, Aaron Rodgers shit it on it so much to the fact that he put up career numbers and he won league MVP uh, uh, this year and leading you guys to the uh, NFC t uh, title game, which you eventually would get beat by the, Tom Brady and the rest, but that's the story for a different time. And like you guys didn't have the wherewithal because you guys know this man better than anybody else to think that this motherfucker was not even going to be upset about that. The mere fact, because the thing was, Aaron Rodgers didn't even know you guys were going to be getting a quarterback. He had no idea at all. Now, if you would have sat there and would have been like, "Hey, I like you know, we're thinking about going this route." At least he could and the thing is, Aaron Rodgers probably would have been upset anyway, but at least he couldn't sit here and be like, "Yo, they didn't tell me." You know, so but the mere fact you guys fumbled this bag hard. You know what I'm saying? And not enough and not not enough, you know what I'm saying? You going to California and trying to uh trying to persuade him otherwise is going to do so cuz this dude's probably one of the most headstrong people in the league. 
like you know what I'm saying if you heard the stories or like you know if you heard the stories of Greg Jennings and like and other people that have been around him or like you know he's not the most like he's not he's not the most forgiving forgiving person you know what I'm saying like he's one of those type of people that you know like if you cross him he hates hard and you know what I'm saying that's what you guys like you, you, you thought he was gonna go. You thought he was gonna do just like Brett Favre did, and that just wasn't the case. Brett Favre was just more like, "Oh, if you don't want me, I'll just go somewhere else." So but nah. So nah. So here's here's a lot of things that y'all handled wrong with this. One, when y'all took Jordan Love, your GM flat out that this is the one I don't get. Yeah, they didn't tell Matt Lafleur. Wow, I didn't that, even know yeah, that. Yeah, that's what's wild about that. They didn't. This dude is the coach of your team, and he didn't. And know about he that? didn't fucking know they were going to do that. Wow, that's wild, wild. cuz. Wild. I, I didn't even know that. That's the one that's crazy. Hey, can I add right. something else? Go, go for I it. Like, and another thing that that like on top of all that, he does that. Then he has a nerve. To call up Aaron Rodgers and tell him, don't be the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you be the problem. Even though you didn't tell him, nor the coach, that I'm just fucking finding out. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the nerve to tell your Hall of Fame quarterback, don't you be the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's it, man. And- I like, you know what I'm saying? Even uh, at some point, we can do uh, Ryan, even you can agree to this. All right, we know he's a diva, and he can be a bitch at sometimes. But I would feel that somebody like his cachet should deserve more respect than that. Okay, just, just, just another aside within the confines of this. So here's a picture of an organization doing that sort of thing wrong. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Kyle Trask in the second round, mm-hmm. right? Last pick in the second round, sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Here's what's funny about that. So, you know who was in contact with Tom Brady about doing that? This entire process? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. They knew. They told him, like, hey, man, listen, we love you. You got us the shit. This is your fucking team. But, hey, you can play as long as you want, buddy. And we might even extend you again. If you want to. If you want. But here's the thing: we gotta get a quarterback. But they, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done everything they, right. They talked to him about that. Anything that he wanted, they got it. They, they, yeah, and they talked to him about it. They're like, hey, we, we gotta, we just gotta get a quarterback. It ain't nothing personal. Like you came here, like this it's, is cool. It's you got us. You deliver respect. This. Yeah, but they respected him enough to yeah. talk to him about yeah. that. So Tom knew all of this. All right. So, so that's. The kind of cachet and respect that elite quarterbacks should receive. Yes. Now, I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you another story. Rick Spielman was asked, "Did we consult Kirk Cousins about taking Kellen Mond?" You know what Rick Spielman said? No, because you don't. You do. You consult any? Do you consult players about like? Do you consult defensive tackles about taking another defensive tackle? No, you don't. So, that right there ought to tell you the kind of mindset. We don't respect Kirk Cousins that no. much, obviously, because the dude's the dude's career record is 51-51-2 as a starter. Yeah. Literally 500 quarterback that we overpaid for. 
He had an ass year last year. He himself is ass. Mm-hmm. What, so, Tom Brady gets informed of these decisions, respectfully. Yeah. Kirk Cousins deserves not being ta- yeah. treated respectfully. No. And you going to tell me, whole ass, that you going to give Aaron Rodgers the same sort of treatment that Kirk Cousins is getting? Nah. Bruh. Y'all high. Y'all high. Y- y'all high as fuck. So, it's, 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 the, it's the thing that kills me about Green Bay, like, you know, they always have that mentality of, like, you know, nobody is bigger than the, the organization. organization. But the thing is, the guy that you're disrespecting is the organization. Yes. So, <laughs> they're they're terrible. With that. The Packers are a terrible, which I'll say this, Floor is a better coach than Mike McCarthy. I don't know that they would be super terrible without Aaron Rodgers just because Floor seems to be a pretty good coach. Yeah. That being said, though, they 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 ain't popping off like twelve wins without Aaron yeah. Rodgers. You know what I mean? So they're certainly not in the NFC Championship game without no. Aaron Rodgers. Hell no, they're not. So you know, and, and the mere fact, like you know, you guys botched this so bad. Just for the mere fact, I'm looking at it on it. I'm looking at it from this standpoint, Ryan. Because, you know, me and you can relate to this pretty well. Or anybody else, you know what I'm saying, that's in the situation that me and the arcade are in. You know, you guys have been blessed. Mm-hmm. I like, you know what I'm saying, you guys had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back. And the, the lights just stayed on for about for about 30, 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Who the fuck has that? You, The, mere the fact- 49ers are the only other team I can think of that have had that. And to a lesser extent, the Colts. Yeah. But they. But the thing is, they failed Andrew Luck yeah, so failed. hard that he retired Tired early. early. I like and My thing with that is like the mere fact that you know Aaron Rodgers has only played in one Super Bowl. That you guys should be ashamed of yourself. Hell, he's Brett Favre played in two. Yeah. I like you know the mere fact this guy only won, uh, went to one Super Bowl. You guys had a generational talent. Probably like you know what I'm saying. All with this all said and done. You know, he might be a top 10, top 15 quarterback, most certainly a top 15, top 10. That's debatable depending on who you're talking about. But, you know, this guy is that big time and that prime time. You guys failed him. Mm-hmm. You guys have totally failed him. You know, and I like that. This is this is ridiculous. I like this is ridiculous. And this has been going on for a while. Like Aaron has not been wanting to be there for a while. Yeah. Like, you know, so uh, the mere fact you didn't even want to, you ain't even trying. You guys are doing damage control now. Like, and this should have never been a thing. Right. Never should have been a thing. Right. And you're trying to furiously convince this guy to come back now. And the thing is, like, and I I, I know the reason why you guys did it. Because usually most Packer fans are like die hard, loyal, and all that other stuff. You know, and say whatever the Packers want to do, this, that, and the third. No, I like not with this guy. I like if you let this guy walk out of out of town, you got some explaining to do. So here's the thing, man. I think people forget that you pull for the team because of the players on the team. Yeah. You don't pull like listen. You pull for the team, and you want the team to have good players. But the players comprise the team. Yeah. That's the thing. Tom Brady was the New England Patriots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay, Bay Packers. Packers. Like, that's just how that is, man. Like, I don't pull for the guy. I don't pull for the fucking owners. Yeah. I'm not fucking. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't pull for Ziggy Wilf. I don't. I pull for Justin Jefferson. 
What are we talking about? I like, yeah, I don't pull for, I like, I don't pull for, like, you know, Chris Johnson or Woody Johnson. I pull for Robert Sala and Makai Becton. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you just, it, no. Fucking no. And, 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 and I, the thing is, you're. And I feel like they lost that. And the, yes. I, I thought they, they smell, they smell themselves. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, like, when you're that spoiled and you've been that good for as long as you've been that good. You lose sight of things, yeah. I think. And I think that's part of what... And the thing is, too, there are just certain businesses that just... Like, certain teams... So, the Pittsburgh Steelers have always operated in a very frugal way. Yeah. They don't spend money. But the thing is, they know that. They have a great coach. And they have managed to... they got a great scouting department. They've got a great... They've got great scouts. And they've managed to do a lot with the fact that they, they are not spending... They're never going to be that team that signs the free agent wide receiver to that huge deal. Yeah. They're never going to be that team that they'll draft a dude in the second round as a receiver and he'll have a breakout season. Yeah. But, you know, the Chase Claypools. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. Or the Antonio Browns in the sixth round. That's what I'm saying. Like, they crush that stuff. And Martavis Bryant's and yeah. Sammy Coates. Like, they, they absolutely crush that kind of thing. Yeah. So they're able to get away with being a smaller market because they've done enough by their quarterback to where it's not as mm-hmm. huge of a deal. They got him, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. They got like they drafted Le'Veon. They Bell. drafted Le'Veon Bell. They drafted all those Antonio Brown. Like they drafted every one of these motherfuckers. Oh, so they, they they drafted Heath Miller. I like you know. So mm-hmm. I like the. I like you know so like and they spend money when like in premium positions where they need to yeah like if you're young enough I like they'll yeah. give you a good extension yeah and the thing it's, is it's once you become like thirty enough they not paying nobody they ain't like, paying nobody. nobody and the thing o- outside is, of Ben Roethlisberger exactly and that's because he was a generational talent at quarterback yeah. so you know and even though he couldn't stay healthy a lot of his career he won them two Super Bowls yeah you know and got them to a third yeah you know so like. Ben Roethlisberger's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing, man. Like, when you have a quarterback like that, you have to put him in a position to succeed Mm -hmm. as much as you can on both sides of the ball, really. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you look at Dan Marino, how many years did the Dolphins fail him? They just they yeah, continuously they, failed them. They 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 continue to not give him a defense it's or a running, running back. back. And it's like cool, man. Yeah, he's throwing for five thousand yards a game, but goddamn, you oh, got right. you got to defend and you got to run the ball a little yeah, bit. You got to got to give him a break. Like I mean, look at the Chiefs right now. Like yeah, they, they are the most pass heavy team in football. It works though because they do have good running backs and their defense is passable. Yeah, that's it's fine. Yeah, that's then that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Like, they couldn't even do that shit for Dan Marino. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's a big problem. I like, in the mere fact, y'all couldn't get Aaron Rodgers some weapons. I like... And y'all refused to. Yeah, y'all refused to. Y'all refused to repeatedly. Like, like in the last, like, fucking eight drafts they've done, they've taken defensive players in the first round every year. Yeah. Every fucking year. Because they take him for granted. They're like, whatever, man. Aaron's so good, he'll just make it work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Like, and that's cool, man. Like, cool story. But here you are. Well, I like, it, and hell, the Patriots did that to Tom Brady a lot, but every now and then, like, you know, they'll they, they, get Randy they Moss. Moss. Or get a Wes Welker. Yeah. So, that's the thing, man. Like, you got to get these dudes weapons. Yeah. And the thing is, like, yeah, Devontae Adams is fucking great. 
But my God, like again, it's just it. It's just idled. Yeah. And like I said, their front office doesn't really appreciate what they have. They they were not making an effort to keep him happy. Whereas the Chiefs, you can see the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a franchise that is quarterback starved. Patrick Mahomes changed life for them in yeah. a way that is insane. Yeah. And the thing is, Patrick Mahomes is a lot easier to work with than Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he is because he's not a pe- well, and he's young. He's young enough to where he's not so fucking petty. Yeah. Because you know, but hell, Aaron he- Rodgers wasn't petty until after the first Super Bowl. Yeah. Which he was petty a little bit when he was younger, but yeah. it wasn't really like it, it got to the point where he got he he could be petty and nobody not do nothing about it. Right. He had enough cachet where he could be petty and you, you just had to deal with it. Yeah. Whereas like back when they won that first Super Bowl, like there was enough guys on that team that could like you know put him in his place. Exactly. There were enough dudes. You had the Charles Woodsons and the stuff like that. Yeah. Clay Matthews was there. Yeah. Like they had enough dudes, and now it's just. It's just him. It's just him talking reckless to whoever the fuck he, he wants to. to, you know. So, and that's fine, well and good. But um, you know, again, like I said, the Packers have tremendously shit the bed on this, and this shouldn't have been a story that broke. But dude, and here's the thing too. Here's my other biggest problem with this. If you're gonna do this, own it. Yeah, that's been the biggest problem. So I, you, I, I, you, I think that's the biggest thing. No. They're not. They're not sitting here saying we made a mistake. No. So no, they should have. So you took Jordan Love. Okay. Then supposedly this crazy deal happened. Mm-hmm. This crazy deal was offered to you mm-hmm. for Aaron Rodgers. Why didn't you fucking take it? The 49ers called you and wanted to give you the world. The Bears, Supposedly. The, the Bears called you. I know the Bears called you. So, you have, like I said, so you have this guy and you supposedly get fucking, like, handed the world. Yeah. Right? To, like, you know, and you go, nah, we're cool even though we've pissed him off by doing this. So, you clearly took out an insurance policy mm-hmm. with Jordan Love on him, got burned because he's so spiteful. He went and had his best fucking year yeah. that he's had in a while. Mm-hmm. Won an MVP, whipped ass all fucking year, and now took he, you and to now, an NFC title. And now he has leverage. And now he's he simultaneously has a ton of leverage and no leverage. Mm-hmm. He has the leverage of, I can just fucking retire. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Fire the GM. I hate him. Yeah. Or I'm just going to fucking retire or trade me. I don't give a shit. Make one of these three things, one of these three outcomes is going to happen. I said, like, none of them are good. None of them are good. And y'all are, and the Packers are over a fucking barrel. Yeah. Because they are, they are screwed. Yeah. They're fucking screwed. Like, Aaron Rodgers hates them. He's petty. He won't play for them again. Yeah. I I, promise that. I, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think he fucking retires flat out. Yeah. And again, it's ugly, and it's a situation that shouldn't have happened. You know. Yeah, you totally fumbled the bag on this. If you had talked to him, maybe a little bit. If you could have just been straight up and honest, like Aaron Rodgers is like the, it's like a chick. It's like a chick. Like, and I tell people this all the time, and women get mad at me whenever I say this, but we all know it's true. Like, you know, the thing is. Women women don't get mad at you for cheating, which is what the Green Bay Packers did. It was just a mere fact you wasn't honest about it. I, it uh, that, that is probably one of the things that is the most offensive 
in regards to the whole cheating thing. Yeah, like because I think women just... do get mad about it happening because it's disrespectful, well, and I... that level of disrespect is gross uh, too. But... but the thing is, though, like you know, if you like, but that's if you're trying to come in there and like you tell them you're all committed to them. Right now, if you were honest about it and be like, "Hey, I like you know, I'm looking elsewhere," they can't sit here and be like, "You didn't tell me." Like, and that's kind of how how I put it. Oh, yeah. Like, you like there was no well, communication. Your, your, your intentions need to be straightforward, yeah. regardless. Like, whatever. So, but like I said, man, that if you were gonna do the Jordan Love thing, just fucking do it. You traded for him. Now, now, now you traded you 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 now, drafted was, him. So maybe it's a thing because because Mike Lafleur didn't. That wasn't Mike Lafleur's guy. Yeah, Matt Lafleur didn't I'm want about, him yeah. clearly. But there we here we have it. Yeah, here we have it. So it was just yeah. like so you got him yeah. in a rock in a hard place, you know. So it was just like what the fuck am I supposed like to I do? Like I said, you put your you put your coach in a terrible position. You put your franchise quarterback who delivered you a Super Bowl and was your guy. You put him in a terrible position. And you know, and you did to him what you did to Brett Favre. Yeah. And the only reason you don't get excoriated for Brett Favre is because Aaron Rodgers ended up being better than Brett Favre. Favre. That's the only, only reason, reason you don't get clowned for that. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers, you would yeah, absolutely have clowned. gotten clowned for that. Now you here you are with Aaron. You really think you're going to be three for three on this? No. That's arrogant. I say you were lucky you were two for two. You shouldn't have been. That should not have worked out for you. But it did. Congratulations. How'd you how what'd you do? What did you do? One do the Super same Bowl. shit. You won one, one Super, Super Bowl, Bowl because you had him playing for Mike McCarthy, who is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Stupid as a fuck. Terrible. Y'all are fucking terrible. Y'all are a terrible organization and you are not run well. And goddamn, I'm not even trying to be a fucking petty Vikings yeah. fan. This is just stupid. This is stupid. You don't have a fucking you don't have a horse in this race. Yeah. And you you agree with me a thousand that's dumb. It's, it's dumb, dumb as shit. Everybody go like That's dude, what I'm saying. This is Aaron fucking Rogers, man. This my, uh, my, this isn't this isn't Michael Hill or Ryan K. This is Aaron fucking Rogers. Exactly. They're like, you know, like and I feel like not too many quarterbacks in the league deserve that kind of respect. He does. Yeah. I like, you know what I'm saying, just the mere arrogance. I like you because you guys didn't do that to Brett Favre. And Brett Favre was just like, I don't care. I like, you know what I'm saying, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron Rodgers is going to make you guys pay for this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So here you are. Here you are. You're over a barrel. He's going to fucking retire before he plays for y'all again. Yeah. I promise you that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I'll be surprised to see him play. I really would be too. I I can see Deshaun Watson playing for the Texans before I see Aaron Rodgers. And and I'm gonna tell you something, brother. It ain't gonna happen either. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson putting on a Texans uniform before Aaron Rodgers putting on a Green Bay uh, Packers uniform. So all you guys that have Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers uniform uh, jerseys, y'all might have to retire them shits. You might might have to retire them or put them on eBay. Put them on eBay, dude. I'm saying, man, the fucking dude. I just, again, I don't understand how you can be this poorly run of an organization. Like, this is tremendously bad. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you can't just sit here and do this to your your quarterback. Mm -hmm. You can't talk to them. You can't not communicate with, like, good fucking God. Yeah. It's, it's, again, I am a Vikings fan, and I would be, I would be Furious if I was a Packers fan. My my friend Dan Count, who I hung out with Sunday, he told me he's like, dude, I'm of mixed minds. He goes, you know, as the Packers fan, 
I'm just like, wow, we're screwed. We're just we're fucking screwed. Yeah. He goes, as an Aaron Rodgers fan, I think it's fucking hilarious that he's getting to be this petty. Yeah. And you know that's kind of the thing, man. It's uh, but then again, we feel a certain type of way because like, what, what would I do? Or, like, I would kill to have a quarterback as right. half as good as Aaron Rodgers. Right. I, half I have, as good. I haven't seen a quarterback half as good as Aaron Rodgers on my team ever, ever. And I like Dante Culpepper a lot before he hurt his knee. I like. I've never seen a quarterback on my squad as half as good as uh, Dante Culpepper. No. At least you got like a little smidge. Right. I like. We. I've had. What I've long? Seen, I've seen serviceable. Serviceable. What long, buddy? What long? I, like I've seen serviceable guys. Like you know, we had that Vinny Testaverde for that one good year. But Vinny Testaverde is not better than Aaron Rodgers. He is Rodgers. terrible. He is terrible. I like you know. So that that's just what it is. Packers, you guys are screwed. So like yep. you know, and and me personally, I think you fucking deserve it because yeah, you guys are fucking idiots. So yeah. coming up next, I like pick 16 through 32. I'm going to get the grade them. And also we got the thug life moment of the week. You guys keep locked on the scoreboard on anchor. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. You're a star. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife?
This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. What's up, everybody? It's a Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can hit, hit me up on Twitter at HBK. Uh, underscore Illmatic or you can hit us up on email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com so you said you wanted to go first because mine's really not all that heat yeah mine's my, mine's mine's alright um, but it, yeah, yeah. it loops back to literally the last segment so because my quote of the week was going to be one of two things and so I chose to do one mm-hmm. and so I was like I'm going to do the thug life moment of the week and it'll be the same thing so my thug life moment of the week goes to Bill Barnwell um you know, pretty pretty famous guy in the football community. Um, mm-hmm. He goes, "There's no way Aaron Rodgers should be allowed to fire Brian Gutten uh, Gutenkunst. I, I don't know how to fucking pronounce. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the fucking Packers GM's fucking last name. I mean, I, I think when you said yeah. Gutenkunst, I think you had it right. Yeah. He goes, "I don't think he should be allowed to fire him. That's too much power. Aaron Rodgers should be allowed to nominate a younger." more athletic replacement for Guttenkunst, who can take over in a couple of years to keep the Packers operating at a high level. That's mm. some pretty funny Ooh, shit. Shit. Yep. Uh, my Thug Life moment of the week goes to this dude named Mark. And he posted his Tinder profile up. And his bio specifically says, Seeks hostile woman for unfulfilling sex. Future divorce and codependency. Looking for a whiny, crazy lady with misplaced sense of entitlement and lots of expectations. Bonus points if you just finished dating every guy in town, but now want to take it slow with me. I would be open to an unsatisfying fling, but prefer a long-term soul-crushing descent into booze and pills. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. That- and he had like the pussy. Yeah, he had like a big Kool-Aid smile on his face. I like nah. I was like, whenever I seen it, I like, I like, dude, that sounds like something our friend Blake would do. Yep, that's a thousand percent correct. Um, I swear to God, if I ever get on Tinder, um, if I ever, if Don't. I, yeah, I know, right? But if I ever do, um, I know what my profile is gonna say. It's gonna be like, you know, um, because it's like, uh, because of my religious beliefs. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, it's going to say something along the lines of because of my religious beliefs and my relationship with God I'm saving myself for divorce <laughs> that's, got to yep yeah, that's, got what, to. that's what my stupid shit would say if I had one. Oh man so, so, we, so we got these draft picks it's yes, your sir. turn to take, take the wheel sir yes sir so alright so with the 16th overall pick the uh, Arizona Cardinals took Zaven Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa. I give that a C. Not because of the player, because, dude, like, whenever I look at Zaven Collins, he's just like Isaiah Simmons. You got, you basically having two Isaiah Simmons, like, you know, all like, you know, at the linebacker position, and I felt like you could have used that. You could use that elsewhere. I, you, you know, so I felt like they kind of fumbled the bag on this one. Real, I really, I, I like the player. I just didn't like where he was picked, and I like, I get it. He's an extraordinary talent, and having two guys like that that's versatile that can do a lot for you. But you already got a guy like that, and I felt like you could use that pick elsewhere. 
Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this either. Like, like, and Patrick Peterson's gone. You should have used that on the corner if, like, like Greg Newsom was there. I like there were other guys at other positions you could have got that. So I give this a C. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this. Like he's, I think he could be really good, but I just I don't know. Yeah. It seems. Ugh. Yeah. And, and the thought process is clearly we're going to get Zayvon Collins so Isaiah Simmons can play more Swiss Army Knife around yeah. the field. But Zayvon Collins can play Swiss Army Knife too. I like yeah. just. Yeah, I don't know. I, right, he's not, he, I can understand if he was a prototypical linebacker so he can do that because if you yeah. got like a prototypical linebacker that, like, you know what I'm saying, that could be the quarterback of your defense, that allows Isaiah Simmons to do that. Mm-hmm. But they both do the same thing. I like right. that's like, no. I like, which is why like when last year like Carolina Panthers fans and Clemson fans was wanting him to go to Clemson and informed Carolina fans Panther fans told me it was like we don't need him we have Shaq Thompson it doesn't make sense yeah exactly it doesn't make sense so So, I like I like the player but C yeah I feel about the same C C plus C minus probably a C solid Um, 17th overall pick the Oakland Laters selected Alex Leatherwood tackle from Alabama I give this a flat out D. D. Because, dude, this guy is fucking huge. And I think he was like a guard. I like, he's a, he's going to be a guard in the NFL. I like, yep. do they want him to play tackle? No. Mm-hmm. that This guy is massive. Massive. I like, dude, he's not going to be able to keep up with the speedy. He's not going to be able to keep up with the Nick Bosa's and the Joey Bosa's. Of the, nah, this is this is terrible. Like, if, now, if you were looking for a guard, I like, that would be cool. But you you want this kid to play tackle. I like and, and out of all the other tackles, like you could have done better than him. Christian Darisaw was on the board. Yeah, Christian Darisaw was on the board. If you wanted to tackle that bad, I like, you know, that there were other people on the board better than this guy. And like this was a reach because a lot of people, if you liked him, I heard he would have been there in the second round. Maybe right. third. Yeah, he, he like, absolutely would have been there in the second round. I like if you that's wanted, what killed if, me about that. If, if you want him in the second round, cool, go for it. I like at that point, that's some decent value. Third round, even better. But I'm not I'm not taking this kid like no first round. Th- this felt like a reach to me too, so I give this a D as well. Not and it's not that I really hate Leatherwood. It's just like he probably should be a guard. Yeah. But this felt like a reach. You had Christian Darisol on the board. Again, context is everything. Christian Darisol is on the board. You don't take him. If you want him to play guard, that's fine but like ugh, this was a deep guard class you could have just drafted a guard Mm -hmm. um there also was the guy from oklahoma state i liked him more Mm -hmm. too um now they did a good job in the second round getting the guy from tcu so that softens the blow a little Mm -hmm. bit but leatherwood just uh just wasn't it for me really so i give that like a d as well yeah so um, the next pick, uh, the with the other Dolphins pick, uh, they took Jalen Phillips uh, from Miami, uh, 18th overall. I give this a B because the talent is there. The, the shit that scares me is the injury concerns. Like the dude had to retire because of concussions, and I like that would have scared the fuck out of me. I like you know he has all the talent in the world, but for me, I like I felt like if if I was a Dolphins, I would have went. I could have went somewhere else with that. Like I would have gotten uh, Rasu, like you know, from Florida, Miami, uh, Miami, Florida. Like, yeah, you yeah, because know. that's where Jalen Phillips yeah. was at. He was the other guy. Yeah, he was. Rasu opted out because of COVID. I like, but still, like Rasu yeah. was. If Rasu was healthy too, like 
I, the talent is there. I like. I see why they did that. Like the dude's phenomenal on tape. You know, he has like oh, like he's one of the more complete defensive ends in this draft, and I see why he got drafted. It's just the injuries and like you know the concussions. Like you know that's what scares me. Right. It's not because like his injury history. Like the dude had to retire from football at UCLA. People tend to forget that. Yeah. So like you know like. I guess with the uh, I guess with the uh, with their second pick, they could afford to take a reach on a flyer on a guy. But yeah, that has a lot of that has a high ceiling, but it's it's high risk and though, high, like high risk and high reward. So like I give it a B, would give it a B. Um, yeah, I give that like if it was just based on the guy's talent alone, it'd it be would like be an a, a. But yeah, I give it like a B minus. Nineteenth um, overall pick, uh, the Washington Football Team took. Uh, the linebacker at Kentucky, Jamin Davis, or Jamin, I can't remember how you pronounce it. Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis, yeah, Jamin Davis, that's it. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, what do you think about that? I give that a B minus because they could have used that pick on other – they got other needs outside of linebacker. Like, dude, the rest – They have of, a good defense. Their defense is great already. They need to short that offense. Like, dude, like – Classic Jordan, Rivera shit is I like, what that like, felt like to me. Like, they don't have a tight end. Jordan Reed retired because, you know, injuries. I like – I like – they don't have a quarterback. Not that you would take a quarterback this, uh, like you know this, because uh, none of the uh, none of the top four are like are like available. But whoever your quarterback is, whether it be Caleb Heineck, Taylor Heineck, or whatever, I like give this kid some weapons, give him something to work with. I like you just trying to bolt, you sharpening something that's already like a strength. I like yeah. you know, so just like like I like Jamin Davis, but you know that's just classic Ron Rivera shit. You got to you got to help your quarterback out. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not elite by any means, uh, the, uh, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So you need to give him as many weapons as he can to help him be successful. Because who because who knows? Like you know, if he has enough weapons, he could probably develop and be a very serviceable quarterback for you guys. I like you know, because not every quarterback is elite, but you know, you going in that situation, most of them aren't. Most of them aren't. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but if you put enough weapons around them they can be they can do some things for you i like mm-hmm. and I, that's just me that's me thinking ron vera just shit in the bed and not thinking about the quarterback that's going to be quarterbacking for his team yeah i give, I, I give, I give oh, that a c all like, or you could have took a guard because like you know i like you could like shreff no, is a, on a franchise tag yeah, he's on a franchise tag but the thing is they like if you have him on a franchise tag they're not talking about resigning him i didn't see any reports so like you're probably going to let make let him walk so you know you could have had you could have shored that up so mm-hmm. all like they there was other ways you could have went outside of linebacker. That's why I give this a B. Not because of the player, just because Ron Rivera is a fuck, and you know what I'm saying? Defense, defense, defense. Yeah, same. I give that a C for the exact same reason. Like, it's just like, dude, I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with the player, but I just, Ron Rivera is a stupid bastard, yeah. and that just, it never stops. They are so dumb. Um, So, 20th overall selection uh, that the Giants got from trading back, uh, with the fucking Bears, thanks. Um, they took Kadarius Tony from Florida. So I give that a B plus because apparently talking to Dave Gettleman, that was a person that they wanted anyway because they knew they didn't have a shot at any of the wide receivers. So it made perfect sense for them to trade back and get some get some additional picks. You know what I'm saying and give uh, Daniel Jones uh, Daniel Jones a weapon. I like they wanted to do that to give him as many weapons as possible because they got Kenny Galladay. They still got Sterling Shepard. They got like another good receiver that's pretty good, and they got this kid and they got uh, Elvin Ingram. So they're giving Daniel Jones. I like this is the year that. 
you're going to see if Daniel Jones is that guy or not because Dave Gettleman has done enough and gave him enough weapons. And Saquon Barkley's coming back this year, this yeah. year too. So like this, was and all- the defense is overhauled. Yeah. Like they have a they have an sneaky good, good defense. defense. So like you know that this was this was all about Daniel Jones and like an outside of the uh, the big time receivers like they had that they had their uh, this was like an, another guy that they had their eye on so the mere fact they got to move back like you know and still get their guy I give that a B plus yeah so um, I give that like a B um, Tony is one of the most polarizing guys in this draft mm. um, he has great stop start burst speed. Mm-hmm. His route running is, uh, but that's not that's not what he's going to be used for. That dude, this dude's what? Gonna a, this dude's going to be a weapon. So, yeah, like I said, that it's just he's very polarizing. But I did like the reason the Giants traded back because the Giants were hoping Devontae Smith fell into their lap, yeah. and because uh, they had, if he had been there at eleven, they'd have just taken him yeah. and ho hum moved on with their fucking day, yeah. you know. But, you know, that's why they traded back. So they're like, eh, screw it. We could probably get Tony. We like him, too. So, and sure enough, it fell for that. And so, in terms of executing their plan, maybe a little bit of a higher grade than a B. But, yeah. like I said, it just depends on how you feel about Tony. He's very polarizing. So, because of that, I can't really... Yeah. yeah he's either going to be awesome or he's going to be bad. Yeah. So, like, I don't really know with him. Yeah. Um. So, you know, for, also, fun anecdote, old fact... First time David Gettleman has ever traded back ever in a draft ever. Wow. As a GM. So, interesting little footnote there. Um, with the 21st overall pick, the Colts selected uh, Quiddy Pay. Uh, one of the best feel-good stories from the draft yeah. just because, you know, his, his family grew up in Africa and stuff. Yeah. Really poor, and then they grew up poor. Yeah. Literally, when he got drafted, he told his mom that she's retiring. Yeah, she's retiring. Sure. So, uh, you know, Ed Rusher from Michigan. Uh, I like, and you you want to root for this kid, so like you know, saying for my thing is, uh, I like Woody Quitty Pay a lot. You know, say I want to root for the kid. I have to give this a C because you got a new quarterback in Carson Wentz, and you don't have a left tackle, and you didn't drag Christian Darisol. That's the only reason I give this a C. I like. Granted, you do need a like you do need some edge rushers. They did, they did need an edge rusher outside to force Buckner. Yeah, because that, he's in hell. Yeah, they do, but you know, like you got a new quarterback, and you got to protect him first and foremost. I like, and I feel like, you know, that's first. I like, you know, you could have found, like, a sleeper in the later rounds because, I like, you know, their GM's one of the best in the game at finding talent. So, I like, but we need to protect Carson Wentz. So right. He, so, he's now, not so gun I will, I will say their offensive line is still one of the best Oh, yeah, the still league. one of the best, but, you know. So, what? I understand why they didn't do it personally but i do agree i do agree with your point to an extent you want to you want to put wince in the best situation yeah because hey because my man's gun shy right now so like you know frank Wright, you got to make this right because this might be your job <laughs> i give that a b minus i give it a c yeah very fair and it's not because of him because I, I like him a lot i want him to succeed but when you talk about like it's all about protecting the quarterback this is a quarterback's league mm-hmm. and when you don't like you granted you got quilt nelson but you know you that line would be a hell of a lot better if christian Darisol was on that left side with Quentin Nelson. So, so. Um, you know, I will say uh, I, too, am not a huge fan of Michigan linemen. Yeah. Just because they just, when's the last one, one worked out. How many years have you seen one go? Yeah. And they just, they just don't, they, just they don't. don't perform. So, uh, no offense to Quiddy Pay. I hope he has a great career. He seems like a great kid. But, um, 
Uh, with the 22nd overall pick, the Tennessee Titans select Caleb Farley, um, the cornerback from Virginia Tech. I give this a D. That, Greg Newsom was still on the board. I like, and the thing mm-hmm. with Caleb Farley is the injury. The, like, yep. not, only, not only was Greg Newsom yep. on the board, Caleb Farley has a lot of injury concerns. Yep. Now, if he didn't have uh, the injury concerns, well, like Caleb Farley would have been one one of the uh, could have been like a top twenty player. I like, or or he could have been like a top ten player in some people's eyes. But the injuries and the mere fact that Greg Newsom was still available, no, I didn't. I didn't really like this pick. I felt like the Titans fumbled the bag, and I understand they needed a cornerback because Adore Jackson left. But Greg Newsom was there. I like, you know, that's who I would have went and hell man like but then again like you know when you watch tape on this guy you know who the fuck he reminds me of hey Cortland Finnegan that's that, that that's who he reminds me of not not for him being an asshole I don't want nobody yeah. to think I think he's an asshole but you know yeah. what I'm saying like he does have that nastiness and the toughness he reminds me a lot of court he's he reminds me of a more he reminds me of a more talented Cortland Finnegan. So yeah. I like with without the bullshit. So I like I hope that he gets his injuries I like, you know, under control and I hope he can stay healthy. But dude, but, dude, at, but at that position. Dude couldn't pass a physical. Yeah. Literally two back surgeries couldn't pass a fucking physical. Yeah. That shit is nuts. That shit is scary. I that like, shit is scary to me. This gets a D solely because of that kid's health, not because of his talent. He might be amazing, and if he's fucking healthy and can be there, that's a great value. Great value. For the fucking Titans, because he might have been the second best quarterback cornerback in this draft class yeah. with if if health wasn't a question. Yes. He probably was above he was above JC Horn in yeah. some but some people's he uh, fell because of fucking his health. health. So that's just what that is. Um with the twenty third overall pick, um, in the trade with the New York Jets, the Minnesota Vikings took Christian Darisol. So I give this an A plus. Hell yeah! Because I like apparently I like this out of uh, out of everybody that you guys kind of want after after outside the Justin Fields debacle. You know what I'm saying? This is the guy you wanted. You guys traded back and got two third round picks and still got your guy. A plus. I like you need to protect Kirk Cousins even though you hate him. And like in your offensive line has kind of been a point of contingent considering the fact that it's not very big and you need some maulers. You got some athletic guys, but you guys need to get bigger up front. So I like this pick a lot. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, man. I mean, I, just for the mere fact, I feel like there was several other teams ahead of you guys that should have got this kid. And the mere fact you got this kid mm-hmm. and traded back and still got him. Yeah. A plus. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we could have taken Darisol at 14th and been okay. And that would have been good value there. And the fact we traded back nine whole picks and still got, got him, him, it's fantastic. Like, fantastic. I, I remember I was sitting there when we were picking. I was like, please fucking take him. He's right there. He's fucking, he's a monster. Just take him. And sure enough, yeah. We did, and I was fucking thrilled. Yeah, he he, he was a third one, like, cause I I think for me it was like, it, like it was uh, Sewell, like Sewell, it was Sewell Slater, Slater and him, them. Then all, then like a slight drop off. It was Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. Cause uh, saw a lot of years would have been the first tackle taken. Yeah, a lot of years. It's just that fucking Slater and Sewell were fucking. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, that's fucking tremendous value. Yeah, oh, uh, I give that an A+. Plus. Uh, same. Uh, and I'm not even trying to be a homer. So, um, just again, you were going to take a guy at 14th and you traded back to 23 and still got, and got him. got two extra picks. And got two extra picks out of it. Fucking great value. Um, 24th overall, the Steelers took Najee Harris. Um, what I, you thinking about that? I give that 
a B. Yes, I give that a B just for the mere fact it's a little bit high. But I like I understand why they did it because James Conner was gone, and if they were to wait to the second round, Najee Harris wasn't going to be there. So it, like if they liked him that much, take him. I like I just wouldn't have taken a running back. I like you know what I'm saying like you know that high because that's not usually how the Steelers do things. Like anyway, so like you know you gotta think they got James Conner like in a they they let James Conner walk yeah I know they got James they let James Conner walk but I'm talking about when they drafted James Conner mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like James Conner was late pick like you can get uh, running backs a dime a dozen so like it was un, it was uncharacteristic for me to like from for me to see them do that he's a great talent you know what I'm saying but I give it a B just for the mere fact you know they they could have had they could have had some other needs like they could have had some other needs I agree I agree um that was about where I graded this but even the- though on offense that's like so at this point so Villanueva's walked and you know you're kind of stuck because you know the fucking Vikings hoed you yeah they took Darisaw you don't like you don't have that option now yeah. so I like and Tevin Jenkins would have been too of a it would have been a little reach, bit of a reach, reach. there. So, you know, you don't want to take him there, yeah. really. Najee Harris is better value there. Yeah, better value there. So, so like, And y'all don't have it. a running back, so I get it. So, I give it a B. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that, a B. So, um, 25th overall pick that uh, Jacksonville got from the Rams uh, for um, Jalen Ramsey. They uh, continued the Clemson hype train and drafted Travis Etienne. Clemson fans are about to be mad at me again. I give this pick a fucking D because you already had a thousand yard rusher. I like yeah uh, Etn at that point. I like now if Etn would have dropped to you in a sec, you would have had the first pick in the second round. I like you know if you wanted to get him like at thirty three, that's perfect. That's perfect because he was going to be there at thirty three. Right. I like you could have used this pick for a premium position. I don't know exactly what the edge they had. There were so many good edge rushers sitting here. on this board. Like they could have taken Rosso. Uh, Odafe Owe from Penn State, the, the freak of fucking nature that ran that like four three or yeah, whatever the like, fuck it was. It's like a D, man. I like. I give it a D. I like. I like Etn as a player, and I know you Clemson fans that are reading this are sitting here punching air right now. But yeah, like the the, uh, the Jaguars had the first pick in the second round. If they wanted Etn that bad, they could have got him in the second round. He like because I doubt the rest of the teams that were picking after him was going to. No, ETN. not a single one of those teams would have taken him because I mean the the Bills maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt it um you know the 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 fucking the redskins maybe but i doubt it i doubt it you know because it wasn't gonna be the ravens and it wasn't gonna be the saints and it wasn't gonna be the browns and it wasn't gonna be the bucks i like so. I, I like i said i don't think it the bucks would yeah so for me i'm not gonna give this a d i'm gonna give this a c minus though like and i fucking let me let me make this fucking clear nobody i've i am a clipson fan I love Travis Etienne. He's going to be a fucking monster. But but I like you had a thousand yard rusher. If you wanted to create a two headed monster, and Urban Meyer was like, "Yeah, man, I envision him playing a Percy Harvin type role in our offense." I'm like, he's not a receiver though, dude. Like he's got pretty good hands coming out of the backfield. But another reason why I give this a D just for the mere fact, I understand giving him some weapons, but you did lose Keelan Cole. I like Elijah Moore was on the board. Elijah Moore had a first round talent. 
Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, that, dude, that's that's another reason why I gave them a D. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I man. mean, if you want to help Trevor Lawrence they, get him some weapons weapons in the past, and, and they need and they need they need edge too. Like, they, they need, need an, edge. They need an edge back. too. I like you know. Well, I, I don't, that, that's the reason I'm giving it a D just for the mere fact. Like you had, a, it's not like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have a running back. You had one. And there were other needs. Like, right. you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a more complete team than the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. So they can afford to take a right. flyer on Najee, Najee Harris at a running back. You didn't have that luxury. I like, you needed to, but like, if you're going to give him anybody, anything, like an edge, or if you want to give Trevor Lawrence another weapon, give him one in the passing game because Elijah Moore was there. Yep. I like, you know, that was a first round talent. People are, people are raving that we got him in a second. Yeah, and, uh, and the thing is, uh, they passed on him. You passed on them in a second. Exactly, they passed on him, and they passed on Rashad Bateman because so, Rashad Bateman was there too, man. Yeah, so like you know, so I feel like, like you know, not the player. I would love Travis Etienne as a player. You know, saying yeah, he's but, a fucking but, monster. But, but the D, like the Jaguars, fumbled the bag on this. It was. It has nothing to do with him. Jaguars fumbled the bag. They could have waited. Eight more picks or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. They could have just chilled and gotten him then. Yeah. While still getting Elijah Moore. Yeah. They could have got Elijah Moore and then tra- drafted Travis ATN. ATN and the first and, day and day first first pick in day two. Yeah. And then, like, if I was gonna do that, that's how I would have done it. Yeah. And then that would be a fucking slam dunk. Yeah. Slam dunk. Jesus. I like you know what I'm saying like give give Trevor Lawrence weapons. I see what you was trying to do. It was just you did you didn't go about it the right way. Mm-hmm. All so. right. So, with the 26th overall pick, uh, Cleveland Browns took Greg Newsome at Northwestern. A. Yeah. That's, a plus. Yep. Dude, I was so mad. Just for the mere fact, dude, you're going to have him and Denzel Ward, man. Yeah, that's about to be fucking nasty. That's about to, that's about to be flames. That's dude, about to be flames. Cleveland has low-key put together one of the best defenses in the NFL. They are fucking sick. And the crazy thing is, like, you know... Like, they got Owasamu, too, from fucking... Yeah, the linebacker. Yeah, which, granted, he had some arrhythmia kind of, like... he had some, so That was a little scary. Yeah. But, holy shit. I they're like, about to be... That defense is about to fuck. Yeah. I like, and the thing is, like, you know, depending on how Baker Mayfield, like, you know, progresses, like, in in, in a year yeah. four, or, like, in a year four, I like, th- this team could probably make a run because, you know, like, if, if, if Greg Newsom can uh, hurry up and develop than what we think we can, ain't nobody throwing on them cats. No. That's not about – hell, you can barely run on them. So, it's like you're not going to be able to do nothing with that Browns defense. Dude, it's going to be yeah. called a dog pound for real. Yeah, that's going to that's be some – Also, shout out Cleveland for just this rebuild, doing a great job yeah. with it. It's, it's good for them. They've been in hell for so long. Like, you love to see it, man. You love to see a down-and-out franchise yeah. stop being down-and-out eventually. Um so, with the 27th overall pick, which, uh, by the way, my grade was like a fucking A for oh, that. That was ridiculous. I, I just forgot to mention it. 27th overall pick, the Ravens took Rashad Bateman. Uh, so, out of Minnesota. Well, hey. Yeah. That, like, if he wasn't going to get Elijah Moore, I doubt. Uh, this it, just, it was one of the two of them, it was, right? one, it was one of the two of them. You know what I'm saying? Rashad Bateman. They needed some uh they needed some more weapons outside of Hollywood Brown because that was a thing with Lamar Jackson. When teams keyed in on Hollywood Brown, he can't throw. He, can't, he couldn't throw the football. So you gotta give your quarterback, your MVP quarterback, more weapons. Absolutely. More weapons. Absolutely. I mean slam dunk easy. Um twenty eighth overall pick, the Saints took Peyton Turner out of Houston. So yeah. That's what they did, and that was their pick. 
I, will, I give this a C minus because again, Elijah Moore was there. <laughs> I get to be taken, dude. I give this a D because Gregory Rosso was and awesome. Adofe Owe were both there, and those are more proven commodities yeah. than Peyton Turner. What the fuck what is wrong doing? with Sean Payton? You uh, took so, so, so you, so a you, dude that could have been a late second round pick yeah. in the first round. Uh, Y'all so, dumb as hell. So, so for me, like the reason I'm giving them that just for the mere fact, like Elijah Moore was there. I like give, give like give your new quarterback, whether it be Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or Ian Book, like you know, what I'm saying some weapons because Drew Brees retired. Drew Brees not walking through that door. So Michael Thomas is still there. I like you know you lost Emmanuel Sanders. I like you should have got the Bills. Yeah, yep. you should have got yeah you should have got Elijah Moore in there. No, like that's why I give it a C. Yeah, I give that a D because it's reach from fucking hell. Um, the Green Bay Packers took Eric Stokes from Georgia, the cornerback. So what you think about that? I give that a C. I give that a C. I like just for the mere fact. Again, the Packers are not getting Aaron Rodgers any more weapons. I like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, like yeah. I, I, I understand like why, because they got torched by Tom Brady. And, Kevin and, King is trash. Yeah. Like I understand that Jair Alexander's good. Kevin King sucks. Like I very much get that. But what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut across you. No, I like it was totally fine. Like, yeah, it was just like I get it because he has all the physical tools. It's just like the technique and all that stuff. Like he can use some coaching up. I like he can use a lot of coaching up. But yeah, I give this a C just for the mere fact that the Packers are in turmoil. And yeah, you didn't you, try to do anything to be like, no, it's different, baby. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, you didn't do anything to try to convince Aaron Rodgers otherwise. That like, hey, we're here. We're trying to help you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eric Stokes, I like, and it's probably not, is fine, but ugh. but the way it, that situation is about to be fucked up. Yeah, that's trash. Uh, I give that like a D. Uh, Bills took Greg Rosser with the thirtieth overall pick. I give that an A. Hell yeah, I do. That was ridiculous. That guy. Some some grades had the Vikings taking him. Yeah, at fourteen. Yeah, like so you got so you able to get like somebody like that. I like that. That's just great value for the Bills, and also it lets like they do they're putting their D line on notice because they could not get no pressure on Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes in the AFC title game. I like you know they they put their ends on notice, and hell maybe Ed Oliver a little bit on notice that they weren't happy with the way that they played and they got this kid. So I like yeah I like this kid can flat out get after it. And really, this defense was a top 10 defense anyway, so you're going to young man in the mix. I like it a lot for them. Mm-hmm. So with the 31st pick, uh, uh, the Penn, from Penn State, the you know Baltimore Ravens took Odafe Owe, which this guy climbed on a lot of boards yeah. after he ran that 4-3. Yeah. He is a freak athlete. I give this an A, too. I like because I didn't watch a lot of tape on him, but like this one thing that I do know, I like, you know, I do trust the Ray Raven scouting department and the coaching department. If they see something in this kid, then I'm all aboard. Because this is what the Ravens do. Because they always they always find guys that, like, go under the radar and they just, like, be really good. And you're just like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Where the fuck did Judon come from last year? Right. 
Right. Like, they always do shit like this. So especially when it comes to defense, I like you know any defensive player that they that they take that they take. I'm I'm all aboard because you know they they have a history of developing defensive players. So yeah, I'm with that 100. percent Yeah, because like, they were able to get an uh, offensive guy. I like you know, and they were able to get a uh, they were able to get a defensive guy. You know, so I probably would have gotten a guard. I like you know what I'm saying. I don't know what high level guards would have been there, but you know that offensive line has not been the same since Marshall Young. Yonda retired. Of course, it wouldn't been wouldn't have been, but because Marshall Yonda is a Hall of Fame guard, but I like you know kind of need to find his replacement. Yeah, and they haven't found that. So, but other than that, I like you know if they could they if they couldn't have found a top flight guard at that at that spot, uh, I'm, this is well this is, well. And the thing is, so with their first pick, they addressed the biggest need on the team. Yeah, we'll with that there. pick, that's not maybe the biggest need, but it is a need. It is a need. So it's not like they just were like in left field. Like, yeah, no, I'm not saying this is a great pick. Yeah, although I was just saying like you know yeah. if there was no top flight guards, and I don't think they were. No, but this is what this not, is where not this right, was. not right, not right, not, not right there. If this was a deep guard draft, yeah. but you wanted to wait until rounds two and three for yeah, them. Yeah, so I like yeah, so I, I like that a lot. So, so uh, um, last pick, uh, the Buccaneers took uh, Joe Tryon, another edge rusher, three in a row at the tail end there. Mm. A lot of people didn't really like this pick. I like I give it a C just because like look you're like you're going into a great situation with a bunch of veterans. I like and Jason Pierre-Paul has one one year left, so they're thinking about life after Jason Pierre-Paul. So I like I get it. So I give it I give it a B. Yeah, I, I give it I give it like a B minus for similar kind of reasons. Like it's not the sexiest thing in the world, but th- when th- you're th- the th- Super Bowl th- champs. Champion. And you've re-signed all your vets, all of them, back basically. Like you're fucking yeah. Who cares? I like you. Listen, you can afford to take a try, uh, like a flyer on somebody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like yeah, I give it a B just because like you're going to the Super Bowl champs. There's not a whole lot's going to be expected of you. I like you know you probably might be a rotational guy, keep keep bodies fresh. You know what I'm saying? But I do like the fact that you're going to be in Tabo's defense. So I like you know take that for what it's worth. So I give it a B. Yeah, I give it a B. So, so, so that's that's all the uh, that's picks one through thirty-two. Yep. One through thirty-two. Like this wasn't as hard as I thought it was gonna be. I thought I was gonna have to do my research. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just had to go through that through that off the dome. So uh, coming up next, I like you know it's mail time. Your questions are in, and we cannot wait to answer them. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, <sighs> exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. Now, how much are they paying you? 
Hulu has live sports. Get that money. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time, or like it's mail time, where we get to interact with you, the listeners and the fans. It's one of our favorite parts of the show. So we got we got four like four questions. Four big questions too. So uh, first question comes from Dave from Baltimore. So, what's up, guys? Are you too satisfied with the way both your teams drafted over the weekend? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I was thrilled with my draft. Um, the Kellen Mond thing wasn't exactly like, I mean, dude, literally last, like the last show we recorded, I fucking went on a fucking tirade about how I didn't want any of those project quarterbacks, and here we are. But <laughs> outside of that, um, I do traded back. Got the guy that I was willing for us to take at 14. We were able to trade back. We got Wyatt Davis, which there's no fucking reason that guy should have fallen in the third round the way that he did. That was stupid as hell. Um, The fact we got him was dumb. Two-time All-American. Shit was stupid. Uh, we um, We got that guy from Florida State. I was real hype on him. And we got that edge rusher from Pittsburgh. And we got one of my favorite, like, sleeper receivers in the draft with uh, Amir Smith-Marset yeah. uh, from Iowa. Uh, tried to improve our kick return game, which was horrid, yeah. like, la- the last couple of seasons. So, I was fucking thrilled with the way our draft went, man. So, I was thrilled with the way our draft went. We got our future quarterback. We got one of the best guards. We traded up for one of the best guards in the draft. Like in the second round, we got Elijah Moore, who people projected to be a first round, ta- uh, be in the first round. He was a first round talent, you know what I'm saying? Then in the fourth round, we got Michael Carter, like in a steal. Steal. Like, that you know, was in a, stupid. Like in the fourth round. Then, you know, we just went defensive heavy with cornerbacks. I like, you know, filling the need, like, you know, with a bunch of football players that can do a lot of different things. These guys can't just do just one thing. Like, you know, some of the, some of the corners, we're going to be projected as linebackers. So, like, you know, I'm, yeah, y'all I'm, just trying to shotgun. And blast yes yeah, like. so, so i like i'm excited like you know we got so we ain't got a pure corner in there but we got a lot of really good football players that got speed it can do a lot of different things and they're very versatile like and that's the kind of people you want on, on a robert salad defense so i'm very happy with it I, like I, I didn't i didn't get it at first but you know like i i, I didn't understand you know saying what type of player is solid and joe douglas was looking for so once i read into that like i was more i was more apt to be on board so i was i was happy with my draft as well and i will say uh, I did like Kellen Mond solely because it pisses off Kirk Cousins. Hmm. I'm always here for that because fuck, fuck Kirk Cousins, fuck Kirk Cousins, trash ass. 
Uh, I like Donovan from New Jersey. He says, Mike, you said Jake Paul is best for business on Twitter. I don't agree with that premise at all, and I think you're crazy. Can you ex- so you got to explain that to me, bud? Well, Donovan. Hey, I mean that's fair though. That's fair. That's I, a fair. I, I get that's it. Fair. It's, it's a it's a fair assessment. But you know, I obviously I like I, you don't you don't like you don't listen to this show very often. And like if there if there's an boxing aficionado here, it's me. Ask anybody that has listened to this show. Like I'm pretty sure you're a Ryan Garcia fan. I called that. If you're a Devin Haney fan, I called that before. That was cool. Shakur Stevenson. But like before, like you know, what I'm saying if you're gonna be a fan of his in a couple of years, I called that. So like let me get into to this premise jake paul is the biggest fight in boxing bigger than tyson fury bigger than anthony joshua bigger than canelo alvarez a lot bigger than terrence crawford as crazy as that may seem because where's the fucking lie who the fuck is talking about these guys nobody Everybody is talking about Jake Paul. And if you want numbers, let me give you some numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jake Paul was a part of two of the top grossing paper boxing pay-per-views of all time. His being number 10, the one that he headlining. Another one, Tyson like and Roy Jones, which he was a part of, he was a big part of that at number seven. I like like of course he's the biggest fight in boxing he brings the money and the entertainment and the villain villain factor now i'm not saying that he's like you know saying the greatest boxer in the world i'm not because he's not fuck that uh, he's not but he is the bet the biggest fight in boxing because you're talking about it i like you know what i'm saying and the thing is i like you know no you know, like if you think that's crazy like i said look at the numbers like you know look at that look who the hell is everybody talking about jake paul Listen, I like, I'm not saying that he's the best boxer in the world. I'm just saying he's the biggest fight in boxing. And because he made it that way. I like, you know what I'm saying? There's something to respect about that. The mere fact that, you know what I'm saying, that boxing is corrupt and promoters run that shit. And Jake Paul and his brother don't have to go through that. They can make fights the way they see, see fit happen. I like, so in a, so in a way, I, I, I admire their business acumen on that. You know what I'm saying? Same way with Devin Haney. Devin, Devin Haney's not, uh, not restricted by no, uh, by no promoter which is why Devin Haney can make a buttload more money than Ryan Garcia can because Devin Haney is seeing millions of dollars right now I like you know as opposed to Ryan Garcia so whenever you said that I'm crazy I like man look at the numbers if he wasn't if he wasn't a great draw and he wasn't a great fight he wouldn't have two of the uh he wouldn't have he wouldn't have two spots in the top 10 grossing boxing pay-per-views of all time that's insane I like you know I like you can't you can't be what's best for business and not have that so what I'm gonna need you to do real quick is I'm gonna need you to take a towel and I'm gonna need you to clean the mic up because ah. you were spitting. Ah. <laughs> so nah, but dude, like seriously, like it's it's just one of those things where like Jake Paul is such a piece of shit. Everyone hates him. Everyone fucking hates this guy. And like he did he did that you know through his youtube brand like being ha 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 him and his brother like ha 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 we're funny we're doing outlandish shit we don't care we're being villains ha 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 up i'm gonna go into the suicide forest in japan and i'm gonna film a body ha 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 i'm such an unlikable turd yeah like they are unlikable pieces of shit they have flipped that and turned that into a thing he is literally monetized. He's he already succeeded in monetizing his personality, um, and he fucking blows. Yeah, he absolutely blows. But people were obsessed with his channel. He monetizes his, his personality, his brand, his brand. 
And, like, people love him and people love to watch him, even though he absolutely is a reprehensible turd lord. Um, he has proceeded to monetize this in the world of boxing. And boxing is a sport that thrives on villainy. Yeah. It is a sport that thrives on that. You need, you need fuckers like him to drive revenue. People pay to see motherfuckers like him get put in their place and shut up. Yeah. People paid money for years in the hopes that somebody would beat Floyd Mayweather's ass. Because Floyd Mayweather was smart enough to be a villain. Yeah. And there are people that do that and that make oh, a lit. Uh, Muhammad Ali was the first person that did this. Yeah, and, like, and people want to uh, want to talk about how much they love Muhammad Ali and like, and the smart people would tell you people didn't love Muhammad Ali until he couldn't talk no more. So miss me with that. Yeah. So like I said, that's a very that's a very big thing. Like Jake Paul is best for business solely because he makes them money. Yeah. People tune in in hopes to watch this dude get beat the fuck down. I like, and, and, it's, and it's unfair. I'm pretty sure you're a boxing fan, and we're not do- talking about that with you. But the reason why Jake Paul is best for business is casual fans, because the mere fact yes. that you know, what I'm saying that nobody pays attention right. to Andre Ward, but Andre, because well, the thing is, people wanted Floyd Mayweather to act the same way Andre Ward did, but nobody was paying for Andre Ward pay per views the same way they were paying for Floyd Mayweather pay per views. So what does that say about like you know, what I'm saying the common person? Yeah, exactly. I mean, people tune into Conor McGregor fights because Conor McGregor is a villain. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same thing, man. Like, villains in the sport are best for business because people want to watch these motherfuckers lose. Yeah, that is the simplest, straight. Like again, Jake Paul is a turd. He is not a good boxer. He's a mouthy fuck, and he has monetized his being a mouthy piece of shit, garbage ass motherfucker. Yeah. And that's just all it is, man. And obviously, he fought old buddy. You can tell me old buddy wasn't taking a dive all you want when he definitely did. Like, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way. He took a dive. Like, my God. Like, it was very obvious. But, um... Yeah, because I like how you gonna take how how if you're Ben Askren, I like you know how you gonna take a uh, like a hit from Rob Robbie Lawler, mm-hmm. I like but you can't take a hit a punch from Jake Paul. That no. Yeah, exactly. Like Jake Paul ain't got that kind of power. Robbie Law, I'm sure when Jake Paul hit him, it probably like was the hardest part of that was probably selling it. Yeah, you know. That's stupid. Yeah, as hell. probably selling it. So yeah, man, I like Jay Paul's was best for business. I like I explained it to you. The but the numbers don't lie. I like you know you may not like the guy, but you know like I said, yeah, like he got two. Like he's part of two of the biggest, like you know, grossing boxing pay per views of all time. That's not by accident. Nah, not by accident. Uh, number three, uh, Mira from San Antonio. She said she said I saw I am at the I am athlete podcast on YouTube today. And they had two female athletes on there talking about how they only make 22k a year. I was just wondering if you guys thought that this was fair or not, and what can we do? I like where these ladies are getting compensated properly. Well, um, first and foremost, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, two, because uh, I mean, if you're watching I Am Athlete podcast, the fact that you pop in over here is cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. Um, so, um, two. I don't know what what sports you're referring to. 
Um, I guess they're all. I guess like women. I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, guess. I guess that's a moot point. Um, I mean, it's the same thing that you know Michael and I have always said um, on the podcast. Um, whatever sport, whatever it is, um, fans have to patronize those. They have to patronize their sports. Uh, uh, and like in women, I like, you know, I tell women all the time, I like, why aren't you? Because I get clowned for uh, for watching and going to WNBA games. You know what I'm saying? I, I respect the movement and I like, you know, that other shit. My thing is like, you know, I tell women all the time, like, if you want these women to make more money, you have to support them. You have to support them financially. Like, you, have, you, you have to support buy them. Buy their jerseys. You buy, go to the games. Yeah, because the thing is. Like, buy tickets. Like, buy you tickets. You got to do this. You got to do this. I, like, you, get, you can't expect us to do everything because my thing is I see a lot more women wearing a LeBron James jersey than a Candace Parker jersey that's facts I've never seen a woman wear a Candace Parker jersey or a WNBA jersey but I see plenty of them wearing a Paul Pierce or a Ray John Rondo or like a or or like a Freddie Freeman shirt I like you know what I'm saying so if you want the revenue you got to support so the product it's, it's it's the same thing I always say about bands too you like a band you like their music you want them to keep making music? Go to the concerts. Buy the merch. Buy the albums. Give them money. Mm-hmm. That monetize their pursuits. That way they will continue doing doing it. That's the, it's the same thing. Like and and also especially when it comes to the WNBA. WNBA only been around for about twenty six years. You got like you got a lot more building to do. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you know. And the thing is, like women, like I'm not talking about you, but there's a lot of entitled women out there. That like like to talk about the men's game and all that shit. That like you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I like Mickey Mantle had a had a job when he wasn't playing professional baseball. Don Maynard, I like, you know, Jet Great. I like, you know, whenever he was playing for the Jets in the 60s. Had a job in the offseason. When I like, a lot of these guys were doing this too. Yep. But a lot of these guys were laying down the groundwork. If it wasn't for the Mickey Mantles of the world and the Don Maynards of the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys wouldn't be getting the break contracts. You have to, you have to grow your sports. Like, yeah, you know, like the NBA has grown to a point where it has a ridiculous multi-cajillion dollar deal with, you know, TV contracts. Like, that's the same thing with the NFL. Like, they have these... But the NFL and the NBA weren't always these mega titans. MLB wasn't always... Yeah. The sport needs the time to grow. Yeah. And I think that the WNBA is heading in the right direction. It's heading, in the, th- it's heading in the right direction. And I, and I and I tell people all the time, I said it on the show, the women that are playing right now will probably not reap the benefits of this. Yeah, I mean, and the thing, and the thing is, too, I know that there's... It's kind of tough, too, because you look at the NBA and you look at it as this super conglomerate. And the WNBA, you know, gets... They want more support monetarily from the NBA I than mean, the NBA is willing to give. I mean, the NBA is the reason why they're not gone under. What, what exactly. more do they want them to do? Exactly. So, like, it's it's tough. Yeah, there, there wasn't, like, about to be a league. I like, so... Like the thing is, like you know, women are like you gotta you gotta support this shit. Like, and I'm not saying that they aren't, but it needs to be in droves. And like in the re- and like it needs to be in droves. I like it's upon y'all because the thing is, like there are women out there busting their ass that look just like y'all. Y'all need to support them. I like you know what I'm saying it, has, it. The onus has to be on y'all. Y'all always can't be looking at the NBA or the NFL to be bailing y'all out. I like you know what I'm saying this is because you gotta think. I like you think Cheryl Miller I like would have liked to have played in the, in the league. 
professional uh, league for females. You got to think about that. She, she didn't have, she this, didn't have is the may, this is maybe the greatest women's basketball player of all time, and she didn't have a chance to play professional basketball. She went to the Globetrotters as a gimmick. Yeah. But she didn't get a chance to go play for, yeah. you know, the L.A. Sparks. Or, or none, or none of that stuff. None like, of that you stuff. know, because I like my thing is this. I like you know the pie. I was around. I like I was watching WNBA for a long time. Like the Cynthia Coopers, the Cheryl Swoops, the Becky Hammonds. I like you know Lisa Leslie's. You know, like they Rebecca never, Lobos. The Rebecca Lobos. I like you know the uh, Tamika Catchings. Not once did they complain about like what the hell they were making because. At that point, they the were just was so fresh. They were just happy to have an opportunity to play, play and show showcase their talent. So, like you know, like and like they just you got like the ladies have to grow on the foundation that they built, and like and they also knew, like you know, like there's probably gonna be like a multi million dollar WNBA player. It may not be one of them, but while we're here, we need to build the foundation and let people know that this is a fun game to watch and a fun game to be a part right. of. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of these ladies, they're part of the foundation. And they may not reap, uh, reap the benefits of it. And, like, and, it's, and it's unfortunate, but you got to think. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like Michael Jordan didn't get to reap the benefits of these crazy contracts. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar didn't. Wilt didn't. I like, you know, some of the greatest players who ever played the sport didn't. What makes you so special? Like you got to put in the time and you got to you gotta build the brand. I mean, like I said, and again, the, it, the onus is on the fans. If you like a product, you have, have to, to buy fucking it. support it. You have to, you have to buy it. it. You have to support it. And the onus is on all of us as fans to do that. Go to the, go to the arenas. Pay for the pay for the merch. Just do what you can, yeah. like financially, because obviously, like we don't have a ton of money. But if you want these women to make similar kinds of money, you have to invest in its players. Yeah. It's, like you just have to you have to it's the same way like i said you go to a concert you got to pay for a concert like you pay for the concert tickets you pay for the albums you pay because for me personally i think the best way to support a band is to go to a concert buy merch and and buy buy merch because you can buy an album the studio gets a cut of that yeah the profits that most musicians seize are from touring so when a band tours and comes into my area i'm there and i'm buying merch usually yeah like if i love that band truly I'm there and I'm buying merch. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many Coheed and Cambria shows I've been to and I've bought shirts. Yeah. Like about every one, you know? So that's just how that is, man. Yeah, so the onus is on, y'all. I like, and before, I like, and congratulations to the Knicks for having their first winning season since 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like good shit. So last question comes from Anthony from North Carolina. So, hey, bros, long time listener here. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, after the draft, which veterans do you guys think are in the hot seat as far as position goes? Oh, um, man, hot seats. Leighton Van Der Esch for me. Uh, Julio Jones a little bit, um, because there are trade rumors about him because of Kyle Pitts. Let's see, I'm trying to think. Um, Fucking, we flat out didn't pick up Mike Hughes' contract, so LOL, he might just be flat out out of the league. That's all. I don't think that would be too much of a bad thing for Julio. No, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for him either. It wouldn't be bad for Atlanta, too, because uh, he's 32. Um, so, I'm trying to think. Uh, Riley Reef has a little bit of pressure on him in, in Cincinnati with them taking Jackson Carmen. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so for me, like, you know, it's like it's 
is Leighton Van Der Esch or oh, Micah Parsons in there. And they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. And I think a lot of that has to do with health. Yeah. Well, like, and, he, and he has, like, neck neck problems and stuff. Like, no, nah, I don't think that's going to be. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other some other cats that probably are in trouble. Um, obviously, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> 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 there is an hot seat. That's just to get the fuck out of here, you turd. We're taking Trevor Lawrence. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't even. Even, I don't even know if he's still on the squad. I don't know either. Like I was just fucking. <laughs> I was. I had is low hanging fruit. Um. Um. Let's see. Anybody else that really stands out to me? Um. Probably Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo for sure. Yeah, that's an obvious one. Oh, another one, Andy Dalton. Andy oh, Dalton too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, those are two like really obvious ones. I'm I'm over here trying to think about like safeties and shit and just missing the glaring obvious fucking quarterback. I saw Andy Genius. Da- <laughs> oh, Andy Dalton more so than uh than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is just in hell, so like as as he deserves, because um, he is mid. I like I like dude. It's crazy, but he thought he was about to be the, the starting quarterback. Next thing you know, Justin Fields. Oh, oh shit! Uh, <laughs> like what's the what's the over under? Uh, you, I have a. I'm gonna say six weeks for uh, for Andy Dalton. Like as the starter, that's I, the I gotta, max he's getting. I, I gotta get, I gotta. Oh shit! I like, I would say four because I think he'll end up getting injured. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He he, if he gets hurt, it's Dunyan rings. Uh, so that I, I, at this point he's a backup. I like, I would take Andy Dalton as a backup, but I wouldn't nah. Yeah, show enough, show you enough. Know, so like that, that, that's Justin Fields' job to win, and oh. Andy Jobs, jo- Andy Dalton's job to lose. Also. I don't know who the fuck they got playing the slot receiver in Green Bay, but that motherfucker ain't going to be the slot receiver because <laughs> Amari Rogers taking that job. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck they got doing that right now. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, it don't even matter because the Rogers that matters ain't going to be there. Facts. <laughs> uh, facts. Uh, so, no, no disrespect to Amari Rogers. <laughs> no, but yeah. Yeah, like I said, that's that shit hilarious. <laughs> but um, but yeah, dude. Like I said, he's he's oof. uh whoever the fuck is on that receiving core is in trouble. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I think uh, whoever the Panthers' third receiver is is in a lot of trouble because fucking with them taking uh, Robinson and Shy Smith. Yeah, yeah. One of them motherfuckers is taking that that job. So, you know, I don't know who's on their depth chart right now, but, you know. So, yeah, I think I think that. I think that's about covers it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. I like, well, that's the end of the show. I like, great draft weekend. A lot of cool shit that was going on. Uh, AEW, I think Blood and Guts is this week. Yep. I think that's tomorrow. Uh, I like more basketball. I thought the playoffs are coming uh, coming soon. So I like you. Know, I think like another couple of weeks of playoffs will be here. I think. So um, is there anything else going on? Uh, not that yet. You know, like I said, baseball, hockey, uh, AEW. Uh, yeah, I think that about covers it. I like you know, and like once the draft hits, I like you know. What I'm saying like soft, soft, the, off the camps and all that stuff. This is it's about to get real. 
Yep. It's about to get real. So, all right. So, we'll be back uh, next week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at HBKOmatic. He's at the arcade, R underscore KYDE. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. So, you can email us like at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. If you're a fan of Twitch and you want to see me do Twitch things, I like us at twitch.tv slash HBK underscore Illmatic. Oh, and I like, you know, a shout out to Duncan Robinson for being the fastest person to hit 500, 500 three-pointers in his NBA career. I would have thought that Steph Curry would have done that, but no. Yeah. I like Duncan, That's whose record he broke, actually, yeah. weirdly enough. I like, you know, so I like, so shout out to Duncan Robinson for that. So, I like, is there anything else, Ryan, you want to add? Nah, that about covers it, man. That about covers it, you know, so you guys be awesome and be great, and we'll see you back better next, uh, better than ever next week. Peace out. Later, guys.